What is up, YouTube? Welcome in to another edition of Bucky and BK live on Texas Sports Unfiltered and on the Texas Sports Unfiltered app. Today is Friday, September 15th, 2023. A very happy Friday to you and yours. On today's show, we're getting you set for game three of the 2023 season as the Texas Longhorns welcome the Wyoming Cowboys to town. We will preview that game. We will preview the rest of the college slate. We'll also talk about the Cowboys hosting the Jets and the Texans hosting the Colts. Some baseball conversation. and We are jam-packed with guests. Jeff Howe of Texas Sports Unfiltered and Horns 24-7 will be joining us at 8.30 to give his breakdown of the Longhorns and the Wyoming Cowboys and the Red Hot Lee Sterling of ParamountSports.com will be joining us at 9.15 to give us his winners for the weekend. He went 10-3 and last week after going 5-0 and during week one of the college football season. So you do not want to miss our chat with Lee Sterling coming up at 9.15. Buck, good morning. Happy Friday. Happy Friday to you, BK. And good morning to the soldiers at Fort Cavazos, Texas, the soldiers in the state of Texas. And all those that fight for us all over this wide, wide world, thank you so very much for what you do. It is appreciated. Thank you very much. And please be safe out there. Absolutely. And as Jay Ward says, make sure you hit that like button early on. Subscribe to the channel if you haven't yet. Although I got a hunch everybody watching two minutes into the show is a subscriber already. But make sure you like the video. Yep. We're all about the algorithms. Buck, I've got a question and an answer to start off today's show, okay? Okay. You don't have to answer this for me because I have somebody else who is going to answer the question I'm about to send your way, okay? You ready? All right. Yes. Who has the worst record in the National Football League? Minnesota! My uncle, Uncle Joe's there answering questions this early in the morning. How did you get him out of bed at 8 o'clock? Are you kidding me? Thank you very much, Sleepy Joe, for answering the simple question of who has the worst record in the National Football League. There is only one team in the NFL that is 0-2 this season, and it is your Minnesota Vikings. Congrats, Buck. Yeah, that that was not good last night. But you know what? It wasn't bad either. Except for, hey, you got to hold on to the ball. You can't keep giving the ball to the other guys. That's not what the game is all about. You're supposed to keep the ball, get it over the goal line, and then hand it to the ref, not continually hand it to the guys in the opposite colored jersey. Let's go. Yep. Vikings beat Let's themselves go there. Come on. last night. The Justin Jefferson fumble out of the back of the end zone, which resulted in an Eagles touchback. What do you think of that rule, by the way? That's like one of the most controversial rules in football where – if somebody fumbles the ball out of the back of the end zone, it's a touchback and the other team gets the ball. There are a lot of folks who hate that rule. They think the ball shouldn't switch possessions. It should stay with the offensive team. And everyone was obviously riled up last night after it happened in a nationally televised primetime game. What's your stance on the uh, fumble touchback rule near the goal line? Well, if you don't, if the opposing team doesn't get control over themselves in the end zone, you should still have control over the football wherever it went out. I mean, if, it, if, it, if you dropped it at the one and it went out the back, you still get the ball at the one-yard line. I don't know why it's, Why is it a change of possessions. I, I've never understood that rule anyway. Mm. You didn't lose the ball. I mean, you, you actually did lose the ball, but the other your opponent never gained control of the ball either. Yeah. I don't know. I feel like I'm the only person in the world who likes this rule. 
Like it just puts an added you are, emphasis. You're the only one in the world. You're right. Yeah, you are. It just puts an added emphasis on ball security near the goal line. True. Like that's right. that's the goal is to score points. That's the most important area on the field, and you got to protect the football. Don't be fumbling that near the goal line. That's, right. that's precious. That's our target. ball. That's our ball. That's not your ball. Don't be fumbling out the back. Yeah. So that's that's 5, where I'm at. Yard receiver guy. Come on now. Yeah, but most people most people are on your side there, and obviously it becomes a huge storyline every time it happens. Once again, especially in a primetime game like that. But yeah, Kirk Cousins played pretty damn well. Uh, the Vikings couldn't run the football, and they couldn't stop turning it over. So Philadelphia, who hasn't looked super sharp which I think is a little scary because they're 2-0 and despite, I think, playing right. a couple of like B-minus, C-plus level games. Uh, they are 2-0. and They've got the best record, of course, in the NFL as one of the only two teams who have played two games to this point. But the Eagles get the win. Minnesota does get the backdoor cover, though. Sorry about your hook. If you had six and a half, you and your cousins out there. Uh, oh, yeah. Six-point win for Philadelphia. All right, Buck, let's talk Texas. Let's talk Wyoming. Tomorrow night, 7 o'clock at DKR Texas Memorial Stadium. Uh, the first Longhorn game since their massive victory in Tuscaloosa last Saturday. Texas now the fourth-ranked team in the country. And, Bucky, before we hear from Steve Sarkeesian, I want to hear from you. Okay. The line opened up at 28 at the start of the week. And I kind of thought people would be betting on Wyoming, right? Like, oh, hangover game, trap game, whatever you want to call it. I sort of thought people would view that line and be like, that's a little bit too big considering this Wyoming team beat Texas Tech a couple of weeks ago and considering what Texas just did last weekend, maybe uh, some money will come in on Wyoming, but that has not been the case. Matter of fact, the opposite has been true. The line is up to 30 right now in favor of the Longhorns. So we'll give our official score predictions during our pregame show live at Covert Bee Cave tomorrow. But uh, right now, 30 points too much for Texas? I think it is. I think that's a lot. That's a lot of points. And, you know, who knows what the weather is going to be like, except for me. Uh, you know, tomorrow, it, you could have a slick weekend this weekend, you know, with, with the turf and the ground being just a little bit slick. This is the first time all year the guys will be handling wet balls, if you know what I mean. I, yeah, that's right. I don't. This, there's, there's a possibility of some precipitation through the weekend. And, Look out. I mean, quarterback center exchange, quarterback running back exchange, uh, wide receiver holding on to balls after the catch. And this will be this will be uh, one of those deals where where weather can be friend or foe. It all depends on how you make it. But the importance of ball security is going to be important, possibly on Saturday night. What are you shaking your head like there's not going to happen? It's we're okay. Why Why are you doing that to the people, man? I mean, I'm not saying it's going to rain upon them. I didn't say it was going to rain on, on. I, I, but it could be still a little bit wet and damp from the possibility of rain this evening and a little bit of rain early on Saturday morning. It'll still be damp, and those guys have not been. They've not been. Their, their balls have been dry that they've been juggling around over the last couple of months. Mm. So you get a quarterback and a center with wet balls and a running back, you know, in the jerseys and all that ball security, as you said, you know. Is important whether you're going into the end zone or whether you're just a, at midfield in a handoff. That that could be that could be a problem. I I see some turnovers and I hope it's on the other end that Wyoming's turning the ball over. I just think the I think the line is high. I think this Wyoming team is a good football team, solid. They got solid quarterback play. They don't turn it over a lot. They're going to want to run the ball. They're not going to want to drop back and pass on this Texas defense. Mm-hmm. They want they want to shorten the game too. 
and they've got the ability with the run and the pass to to do just that. So I don't see I don't see Texas. It would be nice if the Horns got out to a lead and just continued to you know to to, to lengthen that lead out as the game goes on. But I think this is going to be a, a really good solid football game. And I mean, you win you win by seventeen or twenty one points. That's fine with me. You win by ten points. That that's fine with me. You're three and zero. You know I. I know about your cousin. I know how disappointed your cousin would be if they won by 10 or 17. But that's a football, that's a good football win. Yeah. I mean, that's a good football win over anybody. You beat them by 17 points or you beat them by three touchdowns. I want to see a good football game. I want to see a game that's going to prepare them for Big 12 play for a championship run from this point on. I don't want to see a good football game. I want to see a beatdown tomorrow night. That's what I'm looking for. Like, I want this Saturday to be a continuation of the party that started last Saturday. When, oh. you th- when you think of parties, you don't want any stress, right? The best parties involve no stress. You can just That's focus right. on having a good time. And, just having a good time. Yeah. So you don't want to worry about the cops showing up and shutting the party down. You don't want to worry about your ex-girlfriend showing up and ruining your night. You nope. don't care about this one anymore, but you don't want to worry about running out of booze like, you don't want to. You don't want to drink from a bottle that some guy's put his chew in. No. Oh God, have you done that before? No, but I've seen guys who have. I have too, man. It's disgusting. Oh, oh my God, you don't want to drink any tadpole piss water. Like, <laughs> no, from <laughs> these. These are things that you want to avoid. You want to avoid stress, and I want to avoid stress. I want tomorrow night to be a party with the new light system at DKR, with all of the excitement following that win over Alabama. I want tomorrow to just be a continuation of the party that started last Saturday, which means no stress, no worries. Texas takes care of business. Okay, then you get then you get your special teams to work tomorrow. Yeah. You go in there and you block yourself a punt. You block a field goal. You take a punt return to the house. You take a kickoff to the house. You cause a fumble on a kickoff return or a, or a punt return. That's how you get rid of the stress. You let your special teams do some work tomorrow and let them score and let them be involved in about 14 to, to 17 points themselves tomorrow. And that'll take the stress right off your offense and your defense. Yeah, that'd be nice. Texas special teams has been fine, but they haven't had that big explosive no. return yet this season. Uh, no punt block or field goal block yet this season. So maybe that is in the cards for tomorrow night. And we shall see. Let's uh, let's hear from Steve Sarkeesian, who met with the media yesterday down on campus. The latter parts of his opening statement talking about what is at stake for this Texas football team tomorrow. So looking forward to watching our team improve. You know, we talked about early in the week and we've been talking to the team all week that championship teams improve and get better as the season goes on. And we didn't come into the first couple ball games of the season as a finished product. We've got plenty of room for improvement, and I think that uh, the veteran leaders on our team have done a nice job this week of getting everybody kind of recentered, refocused, and, and getting back to work. And so, uh, looking forward to the opportunity to, uh, like I said, to get back on the field here Saturday night and uh, in a great environment at DKR. Yeah, still green and growing, not ripe and rotten. That's exactly the way he's putting it. They're still green and growing. They understand each week, each practice, they have to get just a little bit better. And, and I think they will. I think this will be, this will be the the game that you show your run game, you show your passing game, you show your special teams, and you and you and, and coach shows that he's still calling some great plays like he did in the fourth quarter last week. I, this 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 doesn't stop. It's not a finished product, as he says. They they get they've got conference play coming up after this week. Yeah. This is the last of the tests before your conference play, 
and you don't want to come out sluggish having a hangover from what happened what happened last week in Tuscaloosa you know you're still excited about the win last week that should have been that should have been gone probably about Tuesday you know Monday you're going to come out still feeling good about yourself when you take the field and you run around and you jog around that adrenaline still kind of pumping in you but by the time Tuesday Tuesday football practice starts BK that's all over with what's the task at hand what do what do we have to look forward to for the following week and I think this team is I'm seeing it as 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 you go a, a more mature football team yeah. you know and 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 when there's there's some difficulties, they just you know they take the bull by the horns and let's just go. And I, I like the way the coach is talking about what what they're looking forward to doing. They understand what's at stake now. It's not just a Big Twelve conference championship. Expectations are very high in Longhorn Land. I mean, extremely high now. You don't as a football player and as a football coach, you don't want to let them down because there's something that you missed out on talking to your players about, or there's something that you didn't take care of on a week where you should beat a team at home in front of 100,000, you know? Yeah, Sark's been saying all the right things. The players have been saying all of the right things, but actions speak louder than words. Yes. It's easy to say that the Alabama game's behind us, but show us right. that the Alabama game is behind us, right? And you go do that with a uh, four-quarter dominant performance against an inferior Wyoming team tomorrow night. And let's, let's call a spade a spade, but if Texas plays the way that it did last weekend, they're going to win out. They're going to run sure. the table in the regular season, and they're going to win the Big 12, and they're going to make the college football playoff. But as you said, and as Sark said, there are areas of improvement, right? The red zone offense can get better. Ball security can get better. I know they didn't have any turnovers, but they did put the ball on the ground a couple of times last week. There were a few defensive breakdowns. You still have some issues with dropsies from the receivers on this team. Like yep. There are things Texas can clean up. Hell, if they played a better game last week. They win that game by 17 to 20 points. They sure, they did sure shoot they themselves do. in the foot a couple of times. So, yeah, I mean, if they can right some of the wrongs, and there weren't many, of course, in a 10-point win on the road in Tuscaloosa, but if they can clean a couple of those things up that Sark's been talking about this week, then, yeah, the expectations should be as high as they are. Yeah, I'm going to establish my run game in this third football game against Wyoming. I'm not playing against Oklahoma in game three. I'm not playing against K-State's defense in game three. I'm going to get my run game established on Saturday night. And I'm going to, I'm not, I, it's not like I'm going to run it every down, but I'm not going to give up on it. And I'm going to average more than two yards a clip. I have to, I, if I'm sorry, I got to prepare my team for conference play for, as he said, championship play. He, he understands what he, he, he understands what's at stake now from this point on. Yeah. It's about championship play. And you can't go in the championship play with a two point whatever yard a clip average. You've got to establish your run. So I'm not saying, once again, I'm not saying beat your head against the wall, but you need to be able to run when you want to run. You need to be one dictating the run game. And I think they're going to establish that this Saturday. Yeah, well, let's hear from Steve Sarkeesian because he was asked about that yesterday. Coach, what do you want to see from your run game this weekend? I mean, I think at the end of the day for us, from a run game standpoint, I want to see consistency. Uh, you know, And with consistency comes a level of physicality. Um, we, we've got to, we have to move people off the line of scrimmage and, um, you know, I just don't think that we've been quite consistent enough in that aspect of our game. Um, again, I love the fact that we were able to run the ball the way that we did with seven minutes to go and run it when, when Alabama knew we were going to run the ball, but I sure would like to have that mentality in the first quarter of a game and, and to go out and, and run the football the way that I think we're capable of. So when you talk about making improvements, 
Uh, that's definitely one of them for us where I think we can improve as a football team. Um, but that goes hand in hand with our ability to pass the football as well, that we, we need to find that balance on an, on our offense um, because that's when we're at our best. Yeah, you've got that balance, Coach. You you can throw the ball. We all, we we know you can throw the ball. Can you run the ball when you want to run the ball? When you're making, I'm dictating to this defense, I'm going to move their players around in position that I get them off balance. I mean, if it's bone on bone and we're not as strong and we're not as physical as we think we are, then your job is to move them around with motions and everything else, encounters, misdirections, to make the defenders move in a spot where your guys can get a little bit of leverage on them and run the ball, and you dictate the run to the team that you're playing against. Yeah, absolutely. And, I, and that's got to be early. As he said, I'd like to see that happen in the first quarter. Yeah, that was the perfect answer from Sark right there. Man, sure. I love that guy. God, he's the best, isn't he? Oh, no, he's special when he starts. When he's got, he's got the gift of the of the coach speak now. Yeah, he's got it down. Well, I always say, you know, when the team wins, I don't give a damn what the coach says. It's when the team loses, everybody psychoanalyzes everything oh, the sure. coach says. So, man, Sark could be talking all sorts of BS this week, and I don't think I'd care too much. But now I do agree with that answer. I mean, everything he said there is perfect. The C word, not that C word, kids, but consistency is what we need to see from this ground game. Like, we know they're capable of running the football. We saw it in that final drive against Alabama that Sark alluded to, right? If you're able to do that against that defense and bleed out seven minutes and change off the clock to preserve that victory, then, yeah, you've got the ability to run the football. But we haven't seen it consistently over the course of a four-quarter game yet this season, and that's what I would like to see. And you're right. Yeah, they can throw the football. The passing offense has been there. But to to get this offense to where we want it to get to, I mean, look, I, I want Texas to average 40 points per game this season. They haven't gotten sure. to 40 in either of those two games. At Alabama, tough to get 40 on them. But obviously against Rice in week one, they couldn't get 40. I want them to average 40-plus this year. So I would really like to see them crack that 40-burger uh, tomorrow night. And the best way that happens is if you can give Wyoming a steady dose of the run game and then have the ability to take the top off the defense through the air, too. Yeah, and I don't care how you run it. I don't care if you get around the corners. I don't care if you fly sweep it. I don't I don't care to me. The extension of the run, as I said, is that little swing screen out to your running backs if they catch it and run with it. You know, and and I would I would expect Jonathan Brooks to be, you know, carry the workload tomorrow. Uh, in a game that's the weather's gonna be nice. There shouldn't be any I need a break, shouldn't be any tapping of the helmet like I need to come out, it's too hot. No, no, the weather will be just fine tomorrow night for you to play that game. You need to play a lot of series. He needs to be the primary ball carrier. I don't think the, I don't know if the young guy is going to even get in the game, CJ Baxter. And it doesn't matter to me. I need to find my primary ball carrier before I enter the Big 12 conference. And they should be able to do that. And I mean and, and then along with like Jaden Blue, get him in the game. If he's a guy who can stretch stretch the perimeter, get him in the game. You know? Yeah. And if, and if CJ Baxter needs to take off a week to prepare himself for the Big 12, then so be it. How many running backs do you need? You only need two. You don't need four. You know, I mean, and if a guy's banged up, I mean, I know this. You can't make the club in the tub. So if it's going to be a weekly thing, stay in the tub. I need the rest of the guys on the club, you know. So it, it's 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 a big time. It's a big time for Jonathan Brooks to really assert himself as the number one running back in, in, on this football team this week. You can't make the club in the tub. No. I like that. Yeah, C.J. Baxter is a game-time decision, according to Steve Sarkeesian. But, 
Yeah, look, if he's not 100%, let him sit. You oh. shouldn't need that guy tomorrow against Wyoming, a game that you're a 30-point favorite in. Uh, let him rest up for the uh, Baylor game next weekend. And like you said, you've got enough horses in the barn in that running back room to where you should still be able to run the ball effectively tomorrow right. night. But I will say this. Look, Wyoming's run defense has been good this yes, year. Yes, it has. And they haven't given up 100 yards rushing in either of their first two games. Now, last week they played against an FCS team, but we all know in week one they played against Texas Tech. and Texas, Texas, Texas Tech? Your mark you. Sorry about they that. They got defense. They have a defense. Yeah. Come well, on. Well, they couldn't stop Wyoming and a bunch of white boys in that game. And uh, they couldn't run the ball either against Wyoming. I think it was like 33 carries for 93 yards, something like that, for Tech and uh, their double overtime loss in Laramie to open up the season. So uh, the run defense for Wyoming has been pretty good. They're only giving up 2.5 yards per carry. But still, this is Texas. That's Wyoming. Uh, It'd be disappointing if Texas had a similar rushing stat line to what Texas Tech put up a few weeks ago. For sure. Yeah. For sure. But but as I said, it's... Their number one priority is to win the game. And if you've got mismatches in the secondary and you throw it more than you run it, so be it. Yep. And if you throw for 300, 400 yards and you rush the ball for 90, what can you say? Hey, we're 3-0. and Oh, okay. I wasn't sure if that was a rhetorical question or if you no, were going to no, answer we're, it. Hey, we're 3-0. and 3-0. and We're going into conference play 3-0 and yeah. and looking for the Bears the following week. So maybe I get my run game going then. Because they can't stop anybody. No, they're giving up like 180 rushing yards per game, right? Their run defense has been twice as bad as Wyoming's to this point. But, hey, they did have to play against Texas State. So, very tough. Oh, I'm sorry. Opening That's right. game. Green Hall. They got, they got to that. They did play Green Hall. <laughs> yeah, sorry about that chip and JoJo. Sorry about Green Hall coming to <laughs> yeah. town and beating the brakes off of y'all. In game one. Hey, a couple of texts to get into. 512-222-9328. That is our text line. Working on setting up a phone call system as well. No, no. no. Please don't ever say that word blitz on this particular show. No. It's it's the Bucky Blitz. You don't want the blitz? No, don't even start getting them to think that they can do that. Oh, okay. That's bad direction. Well, a lot of folks have asked, so customer's always right. You know what they say. The text line, though, 512-222-9328. Somebody says, ask Buck to stop the rain. We are traveling to Austin for tomorrow's game. I can't stop it. I can only, I'm second in command. Remember that. I am not, I'm not the, I'm not the captain, okay? I'm the, I'm <laughs> just a co-pilot. I'm, so I can't stop it. If it starts, I'm, I'm, I'm sorry about that. You've wanted that. You've asked for it. You've got that. And you got plenty of it yesterday. Yesterday at drive time, by the way, mm. as I was attempting to get over to Burger Stadium for a high school football game. Thank you, flashing red lights. Where were the cops yesterday? Or were they know. just attending to wrecks all over the city? I know people, you know, it's tough on them when, when it gets a little wet. The folks here driving get so panicky. Oh, yeah. I mean, it's just people like, don't know how to drive once it starts raining here. The panic, it, it was just unbelievable. And can we go through, I know it's flashing red, one goes, you go, then you go. Can we every once in a while get three go there, three go here, three go this way, three go there? There's always have to be one, 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 because they never pick up the rhythm of that. Yeah, it's always always one at a time. Were you trying to go two for one? I was trying to get a two for one or in there. What is this, Arby's? What are you you doing here? Circle C area, 
flash noise. There was tons of lightning yesterday too. But in your area, you know what? Now the, the number one man brought down the beautiful rainbow in Oak Hill. But yesterday afternoon there was a beautiful rainbow. The co-captain doesn't have anything to do with rainbow. <laughs> I don't do rainbows. I just do rain. You know what I mean? I don't do rainbows. Yeah. But the main man brought in some a beautiful rainbow in the Oak Hill area. And I know the folks down there must have just loved it. I don't know about Doc out there in Leander or wherever he lives. Where, where is that valley or that little hamlet that he lives in, my Doc? Cedar Park. Cedar Park. Uh, yeah, I don't know if they got rain, but it looked like a little, little bit of everybody got some rain last night. I know the, the high school game was delayed. Oh, my goodness. That oh. thing starts at 845. Oh, no. Yeah, that was that What time did you get home last school. night? About 11. Oh, boy. You went to bed when I went to bed. Yeah, that's not like me. No, it's not. No, I go to bed when the sun goes down. <laughs> <laughs> if you don't get your eleven hours, you're in a bad mood the next oh, day. Oh, this that was. Let me tell you, that was that was quite a trip last night. But you know what? It, it, I, I thought the kids handled it well. The the, the, the eleven twelve people who were at the game last night enjoyed the football game. Aikens Eagles, who have not scored any points in a football game this year. Gave it a, you know, they have 35 kids on their football team, and it was good to see not one of them quit playing Lake Travis University. I mean, it was, they didn't quit, BK. It was good to see that. That's hard for me to believe that you can go out there and these guys show up, kids show up to practice with the heat the way it's been this summer. You get 35 dedicated players, and they show up for a game, and they know they're going to get pounded. They already, they already know what the end game is going to be in the football game, yeah. but they don't sit on there. They don't throw helmets. They just stand on the sideline, cheer their buddies on, and get hammered, you know. But they're drinking. No, not that hammered. Just get hammered by the opposing team. Yeah. And it was, it was good to see the camaraderie. It was good to see those kids play hard last night. And, and and to those schools that aren't as good as some of the schools, just keep playing. Just keep battling. Man, they haven't scored. Keep a on point. going. They haven't scored a That's, point this season, huh? No. No. I mean, no. No. You know what? I'll, I'll I'll suit up. I look like Here's I'm you. still in high school. I'll get out there. They would hammer you. The first hit you took in the ribs, that would be it, CJ. <laughs> uh, you don't think CJ I could Kellner. lead? You don't think I could lead Aikens to a touchdown? I wouldn't want you out. I wouldn't want to see it. It was a little damp on the field. I wouldn't want to see you slip and fall and hurt something uh, without con- that, that non-contact injury. Yeah, I don't want to see that. I'd look I like Aaron Rodgers out there. Oh yeah, oh. yeah. He'll make a, he'll he'll make a comeback. Yes, he will. Yes, he will. All right, uh, one more text to get into, 512-222-9328. We've got a thank you for the rain, Uncle Buck. We've got a question. Has Keelan Robinson been on special teams? He had several blocked kicks last year. Um, I don't know if we've seen him on on punt return this year. I don't know. I, I, I agree with you. I haven't seen him attack any any punter yet. I haven't seen any pressure on on any since since the rice game i haven't seen any pressure yeah i really haven't uh, this is the week i mean you're at home you know what i'm saying you got wyoming you want to you want to take advantage of the fact that your special teams last year was pretty special at blocking kicks this changes everything if you can go in there and block a punt bk you just know what that does to that entire stadium yeah. especially if you get a short field and you score you get in a scoring zone where you're not kicking field goals you're scoring touchdowns this is the week to get after them yep as i said especially if them balls are slick yeah, you know a lot you know? about slick balls, don't you? <laughs> I'm just saying. 
if it is, this is the time to get after them. Yeah, perfect start for me tomorrow night. Wyoming gets the ball first. Texas forces a three and out, and then Texas blocks the punt and returns it for a touchdown. That is a great start. If we start like that, then I won't. Then feel a twenty-one bad at or twenty-eight all. or thirty-point. Thirty? Did you say thirty? The lines up to thirty now. Yep. Man, that's 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 just a tough one. That that I mean, I'm points. watching the Wyoming quarterback against Tech. And that guy's a tough physical – that's a tough dude. Yeah, he is. He played well in that game. He made some big plays. He took a couple of cheap shots, too, after the whistle. Yes, he did. And got they right did. back up. Got right back up like it was nothing. So, uh, yeah, no, it's Andrew Peasley is the name of the Wyoming quarterback. It's his sixth mm-hmm. year in college football. He started for a few years at a few different places. So, he's been there, done that. Uh, he's not going to be phased or scared by anything. Uh, Texas is the better team, so they should make Andrew Peasley look bad. But – no, that's a tough kid who's got a little moxie to him, and he plays with a little swag. At least he did in that Texas Tech game a couple of weeks ago. So uh, we'll see. We'll see how he fares against the Longhorns. And, hey, Jeff Howe of Horns 24-7, and, of course, of Texas Sports Unfiltered. He'll be on with Trey this afternoon from 3 to 5, but he'll also be on with us here in a couple of minutes. But before we get to Jeff Howe, let's give some love to some of our great sponsors. Bucky, our newest Sponsor, or I should say one of our newest sponsors, the great folks at Texas Orthopedics. Yeah, I love those folks for sure, and I love the two doctors here. Now, if you're seeking specialized patient-focused orthopedic care, uh, contact the experts at Texas Orthopedics. Now, their physicians offer comprehensive surgical and, how about this, non-surgical. Not everybody needs to be operated on, so they're looking at non-surgical ways to help you out uh, for children and adults. Spinal care, sports medicine. Uh, trauma care, joint replacement, and, of course, rheumatology and more. Christopher Danny, who's a surgeon there, and, and Chris Stockton, former kicker at, at the University of Texas, they are dedicated orthos, uh, orthopedic specialists and surgeons, and their goal is to get you back to good health, and, folks, they want you to have a great quality of life. Visit them at txortho.com. Texas Orthopedics is one of the largest independent orthopedic practices in the state of Texas. For more information, go to txortho.com. Dot com and get in touch with those guys. Absolutely. T-X-Ortho. I love the fact that, and I love the fact Chris Danny has been so involved, you know, with me. I mean, he's involved in my golf tournament. He's always wanted to know how my life is going. He's not just a former player, but he wants to know how my life has been. And he's got, I think this dude has like five boys. So oh. good luck to him in the future. Five little dudes oh. playing all ty- all types of different sports. They're playing, they get, he's got soccer players. Dude's got hockey players and it's hard to get hockey time so that's a that's a that's an orthopedic surgeon that has to be on call for all kinds of surgeries that sometimes you know that hockey getting hockey time skate time around here yeah it could be at 11 o'clock at night you know it could be at four in the morning so that you get an hour or two for your teams and skating don't let your babies grow up to be hockey players yeah hockey's expensive too. Yeah, it is. Oh, yes, man. it is. Yeah, Doctor Danny's going to be working on feet until he's about 120 years old. <laughs> he'll, be, he'll be operating on those feet. Yeah, when he's 70. Oh, I love that. God. So, shout out to Texas Orthopedics, and also shout out to another new sponsor here on Texas Sports Unfiltered. You see the Jack Allen's Kitchen logo Ooh, at the yes, bottom of the screen, dude. I freaking love this place. I've been three times in like three and a half weeks since I moved back. 
to Austin. Jack Allen's Kitchen, if you've been here, you know about these guys. They famous serve Jack up, Gilmore. Oh, absolutely. The famous Jack Gilmore, who also has Salt Traders as well. Definitely check them out. But Jack Allen's Kitchen serves up comfort food with a Texas twist seven days a week. Their mole verde shrimp tacos, the smoked barbacoa quesadillas, the chicken fried New York strip smothered mm. in that gravy. God, I love that. Jack Allen's, they've got that Lone Star state of mind. They use the best dang Texas ingredients out there. They've got a patio, which is perfect for relaxing with the cold margarita. So come hungry. They've got five locations all throughout Austin, Round Rock, and Cedar Park. Dine friendly the Texas way with our friends at Jack Allen's Kitchen. If you're looking for a place to watch some football this weekend, go see them. Jack Allen's Kitchen. They are legit. You're going to have a first-class dining experience every time you go in there. I guarantee you, you're killing the place down at Oak Hill. Oh, man. I know I know you're just loving the place that Jack Allen and Jack Gilmore and his staff have down there. And they've got a wonderful staff. By the way, they have Allstead beer there. Yes, they do. Yes, They're they serving do. Allstead. I, I saw it for myself, that blonde beer just sitting there. And, I, and of course, I can't touch it, but it sure looks there. It looks tasty. It is. It really does. Just take you my word go- for it. Don't try it. <laughs> just take my word for it. All right. It is a little after 830 on a Friday, which means it's time for one of our favorite segments of the week. The great Jeff Howe of Horns 24-7 joins us right Hello, now. Fellas. Jeff, how we doing, man? Doing well. How are you guys? On we this are fine, doing fine Friday football Friday morning. Oh, it is. It certainly is, Jeff. And uh, are you enjoying the rain that the buck has presented to you? Yes. Uh, I don't know. You did your naked rain dance or what out in the garden, but we we got some much needed rain. Hey, by the way, shout out to a couple of our our wonderful sponsors here that uh, serve two very different purposes for me. Okay. Texas Orthopedics, Buck. I'm in the Texas Orthopedics family. My rheumatologist is over there, Dr. Martinez. So awesome. Enjoy the Texas Orthopedics family, keeping me right. And the, but then 7-Eleven serving a different purpose because they carry the uh, double-decker oatmeal pies. Oh, of course they do. Pies. Shush. Don't tell yeah. everybody. We don't need. They've got. I don't. You know what? I think they only have double-deckers. I've not seen a single. I've not seen a single either, Buck. Only, only the good stuff. I'm, I'm not allowed to do double deckers. I can do singles, and this is me. This isn't from the boss downstairs saying you can only do singles. I can only do. I, I can't do doubles. If I do doubles, there's going to be a problem. There's going to be uh, some kind of global phenomenon in my head or something. I believe so. I got to stay. I got to do only singles. What you got enough going? You got enough going on, Buck. Di- diabetes might be the last thing. Oh, no. <laughs> diabetes for me? No. Oh man. Uh, wait, what are y'all double decker oatmeal cream pie? What are y'all talking about? Yeah, little Debbie's, little Debbie's, man. Hey, man, if Nick Saban can eat like four of those a day, then the rest of us can jump on that train. Man, I didn't realize the double decker thing even existed. That's a game. Oh, I, I didn't. I didn't either until I wow. the fine folks at Seven Eleven. I stumbled in there one day and saw them. Ah, sheesh. Thank you, my friend. I saw him yesterday, as a matter of fact. Hello to our friend. Yeah. I just, I saw him at the store. I didn't have my newspaper. I don't know where my Austin American statesman was. I know it's always two days behind with the news, but where was my hard copy? He said he's going to get after the paper guy. You can get you any fine publication at 7 Eleven, Buck. It's like, yes, a, you can. They got, they got like a New York Times or Wall Street Journal is there. Washington Post or the one with the pretty pictures, USA. I saw the pretty pictures, the colors and stuff. They've got that there. Maybe a national, news. a national Enquirer find out about of some, course. Alien, alien probe, some celebrity <laughs> getting probed or something. Yeah, uh, of course, we'll see how Buck makes it rain in the <laughs> National Enquirer. Yes, of course, they've got it all. Oh, my God. All right, Jeff. 
Texas and Wyoming. You know, I'm a little surprised. Oh, yeah, there's a football, there's a football game coming up. I know, I know. Like, I, I almost don't even want to play another game after last week. Like, that was so much fun, and I'm, I'm worried that uh, I'm going to have to start stressing about football again. But uh, the line has been going up in Texas's favor. Opened up at 28. It's now up to 30. Uh, where are you at with this team right now? I mean, hangover game, trap game, that's the verbiage that a lot of folks have used who are maybe a little fearful that uh, this game could be a little tougher and tighter than we'd like to see. Uh, with Texas and Wyoming right now, do you think this is a close game where Texas fans have to stress, or do you think the Longhorns just kind of picked up where they left off and uh, take care of business easily tomorrow night? Yeah, we, we can get granular on it here in a minute, but I, I think just in the, the macro, I just don't think Wyoming can score enough points. That's just not how this team is built, and especially look at the way Texas is playing defense right now. I just don't think Wyoming's built like that. Uh, but is this a game where I think offensively, if you're Texas, if you're putting the ball on the ground, if you're getting yourself behind the chain with penalties, I mean, this is a Wyoming team. Craig Bowles got a team that's very, very disciplined. Uh, you know, they're, they're one of the nation's leaders in the fewest penalties right now. I think right now they're only through two games. They're only averaging like 19 penalty yards a game. So they're not going to beat themselves. Uh, so if you start putting the ball on the ground, which Sark has mentioned ball security as, as one thing that, that he's not been too happy with through the first two games, uh, there's a situation where you could be in an uncomfortable position in the second half, which I think for this fan base, coming off of the way you played against Alabama. Uh, if you're in a, a, a contested game with Wyoming in the second half, uh, I think a lot of people would feel like, okay, yeah, they, they ate the poison cheese and then they're a little full of themselves and everything we heard during the week, especially the later part of the week about this team being locked in and focused, maybe that was all for naught. But I, that's, that's where I am, BK. You could be sloppy enough to where this is something you're sweating in the second half, but I, I just look at this Wyoming team. Defensively, they'll present Texas with a nice challenge. I just don't think they can score enough. Mm. Yeah, I, I, and I, I agree with you, Jeff. They offensively, they they they're not going to they're not going to put up thirty some points against Texas. It's just no. it's just not going to happen. They they want to have this game. They want to be able to throw the ball mid range stuff. They're not throwing the ball down the field. They want to try to run and try to find out if Texas really is for real. But I think everybody that's run the ball against them over the last two years now understands that defensive line is for real. So you can't spend a lot of time doing that. They like to run some clock, you know, and shorten up the game. But I, I just got a feeling there's too many big plays looking, looking, going to be looking at this team on the road against Texas. They're, they're, they got a lot of good experience on, on, on their defensive side of the ball. I think this is an opportunity for Texas to show its strength on special teams. Uh, you're going to have 100,000 people going nuts, still going nuts about last week's game. The players, players don't know that. They just feel like it's about this game. Mm-hmm. 100,000 here on Saturday will be still rooting for what happened last week. And now you so you get them into this game as a football team. You get your your fans away from last week and into what's happening right there in the present by getting on special teams and doing some special things on special teams. I think a punt block would suit this group well on Saturday. You know, a couple couple turnovers, knocking a ball, forcing turnovers on defense will do this team really well. Make your opportunities and make it and make it quick, too. Don't this shouldn't be one of those four quarter deals where you're in the fourth quarter and they turn the ball over, and you come out with a win. This is something you need to start right from the get-go. Yeah, that, anytime, and Bucky, you, you know this, having been in this position as a coach, the, the last thing you want to give an underdog team is you want to give them hope. Right. So the, the quicker you take that away from them from the outset, the better off you're going to be. I, I could see this being a game where, you know, 
Jeff Banks has played it really conservatively through the first two games. That he has. Yeah, I wouldn't be shocked if this was a game where maybe they tried to just get some juice early and maybe come after a punt or mm-hmm. something like that. I will say this, and it's kind of a catch-22 type deal. It's the double-edged sword. Well, you know, Wyoming has one of the better kickers in the country. Yeah. And, I mean, kick, kicking at altitude can help you out. The problem is, if you're Wyoming, this isn't a game where you want to settle for field goals. Now, where that can help you is if you get kind of in that no-man's-land territory, you're like at the plus, you know, 35, plus sure. 40, where maybe you can hit, you can attempt one from 45, 50-plus. But if you're in the red zone, if you're Wyoming, if you get down there, you can't you can't settle for field goals oh, no. in this game. Yeah, that Wyoming kicker drilled a 56-yarder against Texas Tech a couple of weeks ago, and he had a few yards to spare. That thing would have been good from 96. Or he hit it, I know. As the, as the TV announcers always say when they over-exaggerate those, <laughs> those damn kicks. Uh, Jeff, you were a part of the Sark Zoom yesterday, and I think the biggest takeaway for a lot of folks was the fact that Quinn Ewers apparently called a players-only meeting before practice on Tuesday just to make sure that everyone's mindset was where it needed to be. Uh, when you heard that, now that you've had a little bit of time also to digest that, your thoughts on a players-only meeting following the biggest win Texas has had in a decade plus? I think some of that's PTSD. Like we, we've, as Especially us in the, the media, we've been conditioned to think players only meetings are bad like they're because usually the only time we hear about them is when bad stuff happens right but i think this one is a little bit different especially with it coming from quinn ewers i think this is sark really putting it out there that hey i like the way my quarterback is leading right now we've heard all throughout the offseason about quinn these various stories about him taking steps forward as a leader and i think this is another one of sark just saying hey I'm liking what this guy is doing right now. I like the way my quarterback is operating because that, that we talked about it for years when Texas didn't have that guy, that position, whether you want it to be or not, it's a natural leadership position by default. And we've seen some guys at Texas be able to handle it. We've seen some guys at Texas that couldn't handle it. I think Quinn is the guy that can handle it. And I think this is Sark's way of saying that, you know, Hey, I, I like where my guy is. The other part to that too, BK, I don't think, the more kind of you hear behind the scenes, I don't think necessarily the, the, the vibe in practice earlier in the week, especially that Monday practice, was maybe necessarily up to the standard Sark wanted it. Mm-hmm. So I think this is just everybody getting on the same page saying, all right, you know, especially Monday for these guys, it's a little bit different because now you're going back to class and that's really when everybody's patting you on the back and you're, you know, you can hide out on Sunday, like in the facility and get away from everything, but you're out in Gen Pop come Monday. So yeah. that's when you're really going to hear about it. So, hey, Everybody got that out of the way on Monday. We're done with it. Now it's on to it's on to Wyoming. No more talk about Alabama. Let everybody else talk about that, but it's all about Wyoming. But again, like I said, we can say that. It can sound great right now, but if this team, especially offensively, comes out and, you know, they're in a lot of second and 15s, you know, third and double digits because of penalties or they're putting the ball on the ground or you know, Quinn just has a couple of throws that make you go like, what the heck was that? What was, what was he even looking at? That Then, you know, it, it's going to be all for naught. But I think right now, to me anyway, I I look at it as a positive thing that your quarterback is stepping up and, and taking on that leadership role that he's willing to do it. Yeah, I like it too, Jeff. I I, I don't like player only meetings. As you said, I'm so geared into when there's one of those when the players don't say, "Hey, listen, there's nothing we have to hide from you as coaches. Come in here, but we're going to talk today." I've been in one of those before where players had what they called a player only meeting, but they invited actually invited the coaches in to come sit down, but the coaches didn't weren't allowed to say anything. They they couldn't be a part of. The only part of the meeting they were was to sit in the front row and listen to what the players had to say to the players. It wasn't a bitch section, section, session. It was just, here's what we need to do. Here's what we need to focus in on and let's go. Yeah. Some of those things can be this guy from over here starts talking. That guy from over there starts talking for his group. People start representing, 
you know, certain little units on the football team and the message gets scattered within that meeting. You know, if it's if it's right. one of those, as you said, on a Monday, everybody's patting you on the back and nobody probably got patted on the back more than Quinn yours. So he, if, if, if he has the maturity to understand if I'm getting this, this is kind of crazy for me as I go through campus and talk to people. Right. Every time I move, somebody's thanking me or, or saying you did a great job. He, he understands that there may be younger players that people are saying that that really didn't have much to do with the game. So they go out to practice and they just kind of lollygag around, you know, still in the ozone about what people have been saying to them. So it, it can be good and it can be bad. I've been in, I've been in both because I've been in those shitty ones where it's a players only meeting and you come out of there and you know, players going to tell their coach what the hell just happened in there. And they come out saying, dude, this was awful. We were just bitching and screaming at each other. One guy saying, well, I saw this guy do that. I one guy doing it. Well, he's not running the way he, I mean, it just becomes, it become it become a mess. It's like your business. How it be, yeah. can become a mess, you know, if somebody's not leading the deal right. Yeah, those things could turn into festivus real quick, where it's just, oh, an, air, it's just an airing of grievances. <laughs> yeah, um, that's all it is. Uh, I heard about one of those uh, Mac Brown that 2010 season. I heard one of those that went like that, and then the the one that I just it's ruined my opinion on players only meetings. There was one during Charlie Strong's second year, coming off of that loss to Oklahoma State, which shocker that that team played the way it did against TCU the following week. Oh, yeah. yeah. Considering some of the stuff I heard early in the week, I'm not shocked you lost 50-7, to seven, and it could have been 70-7 to seven if Gary Patterson wanted to, to run the score up that high. So yeah, It sounds like yeah. a mature a mature player at, and at the right position. Right, yeah. Just going to the meeting just to let everybody know that game was last week. This game is this week coming up, and I know how excited everybody is about being patted on the back and told them how great they are, but you have to get right back to work, and that's – that's why, by the way, that's why those guys are making two hundred, three hundred thousand dollars to be assistant coaches. That's a part of their deal too, is to get everybody back down to earth. Yeah, last I checked, Festivus was not in the uh, second week of September. So we're not going to hear Sark in the post game saying, "I have a lot of problems with you people," and now <laughs> you're going to hear about it. <laughs> if you're a, if you're a head football coach in, in the Power Five today, I'm pretty sure dropping a you people during your press conference is a really oh, he's got to do that a really good way to get canceled. Yeah, Come we, we save that for Texas Sports Unfiltered. We'll uh, we'll take those Absolutely. bullets for everyone. Uh, Jeff Howhorn's twenty four seven, and of course Texas Sports Unfiltered with us here on Bucky and BK. A couple more for you, Jeff. Uh, the run game. Um, Sark told us yesterday, CJ Baxter's a game time decision. Uh, your thoughts on that, but also, look, Wyoming's run defense has been pretty good through a couple of games. Texas Tech couldn't run the ball. It's a big part of why they lost in Laramie a couple of weeks ago. And obviously, Texas's rushing offense hasn't been to the level that Sark or really any of us, I think, want or expect to this point. So what's your confidence level that Texas can figure something out to make the run game a little bit more consistent tomorrow night? Well, let's, let's go with C.J. Baxter first. I think if this was an NFL-style injury report, I think he would probably be questionable. Now, I wasn't too optimistic, you know, probably late Wednesday, early Thursday, really before practice yesterday uh, about him playing. But, you know, the way Sark made it sound like, okay, maybe, but I would probably go questionable at this point. I I get the feeling that if it's anywhere close to, if there's any doubt in Sark's mind, I don't I don't think we'll see C.J. Baxter on Saturday. In other words, I think if you see him on Saturday, then there's there's not going to be any restrictions on him. Uh, they've got enough juice in that backfield that they could probably, they can hold him out and make something of it. You know, it's, it's interesting, BK, when you talk about the run game. Uh, we did our staff roundtable, posted that last night over at Horns 24-7, and that, that was basically our topic. Like, what what gives you confidence that Texas can spin this Alabama win forward and turn this into a special season? 
And mine was, you know, I, I, it was going to be something about Sark calling a really good game, which that was the best game he's called since he's been here last Saturday. I think it was his best game plan. But it, to me, it's the optimism I have with the run game. I'm, I'm maybe overly optimistic about it because I just look at the way they schemed it up against Alabama and a lot of the stuff I've been calling for for a while now. Like, look, you know, when you had B. John Robinson and Roshan Johnson, you didn't need that dynamic of a run game, right? Those yeah. guys can operate pretty much any any system, any scheme. You want to be a gap scheme team, you want to be a, a zone team, whatever. They can operate in it. But I think now that you've got inexperienced backs, you need to help your offensive line out a little bit more, create some angles, you know, naturally create leverage with your blocking schemes. I just like the way they schemed it up. And then Sark credited a lot of that to Paul Christ. Uh, you know, it's it's interesting. I, I love kind of studying football and kind of where things originate. If you look at Paul Christ and, and Sark, they both worked in the NFL for North Turner, mm-hmm. right? North Turner learned all of his, like the, the knowledge base of his offensive knowledge comes from Ernie Zampezi, who learned football at the knee of Don Coriel. So basically, you can kind of trace Sark's offense, the roots of his offense, all the way back to, to Eric Coriel. It's just it's fascinating the way you can do that. But I, I mentioned all that to say Sark and Paul Chris speak the same language. So when Paul Chris wants to come in and say, hey, let's scheme up this run game, it's not like nuclear physics for Sark. Like he can he can understand Paul Chris and they can vibe together like that. So I, I love some of the stuff I saw against Alabama. If you can continue to do that, attack the edges and really just be smart with how you run the football. Bucky, that to me is what it all boils down to. Are you being smart? Like they weren't going to have much success trying to play Alabama in a phone booth and just saying, you know, we're just going to try to smash Alabama and, you know, impose our will. That wasn't going to work. You're just, you're pissing in the wind at that point. So just be smart with it. This Wyoming defense, again, you know, they're top 40 defense nationally against the run. They're only giving up two and a half yards of carry. So they're going to, they're going to make you work a little bit. It's going to be, it's not going to be that much different from, from what we saw from Rice, just from the standpoint of, do they have a bunch of NFL players up front? No, but they've got experience. They're really well coached, and they're really fundamentally sound. So they're you're going to have to sweat a little bit to to bust some grapes in the run game. Oh yeah, well you you've got to create some angles for your running backs. You, I, I'm not quite sure that they they. I mean, Sarge just hasn't liked vacating areas and pulling people and leaving gaps open. Right. He, he just hasn't done that since he's been here. But misdirection and some things like that and trying to get to the perimeter with, with your speed to force them to, to think Texas is going to try to beat us outside with their speed. I, I want to just to open up and soften up some of that stuff on the inside. I mean, you can – Sark can move and motion guys to get just guys off balance, whether it's on the defensive line in the linebacker area. He's got the ability to do that. He and Paul Chris have ways to, to, to run, you know, counters any way you want to. It's just a small edge you need to do with yeah. the kind of offensive line that you have, because I'm looking at this, this, still looking at this offensive line. That was just a matter last week of, it was a fourth quarter. And by the way, guys from Alabama get tired too. Their defensive line got a little tired and a little gasped too, because they knew they were going to have to chase down balls that were thrown over b- behind them and chase that down that way. So if he can, if he can create some angles on this defensive front, I think he can have things and create a, and create a, a way that Jonathan Brooks understands you are our ball carrier. You are the guy. Make him feel good about the way he's running and give him some opportunities this week, whether it's outside or inside. Somebody's got to be the main ball carrier. You can't keep talking about C.J. Baxter once again. Can't make the club in the tub. You know what I'm saying? And I, and I understand that dude has never been hit like this. He's never had, had practices like this. He's always been the biggest guy, the fastest guy, the strongest guy in the backfield, where at this level, when they hit you, they hit you for keeps. Like they yeah. do at the next level, they hit you for keeps. It's totally different. 
but you've got to you've got to give a guy confidence. And I think right now Jonathan Brooks is a guy that needs to continue to have that confidence. He was fantastic last week when they needed him to be, you know, be that ball carrier. And I think he can carry a load. That guy can carry the ball twenty sometimes if he has to. Yeah, I, I'm I'm optimistic too, not just with the backs, Bucky, but about this offensive line. You know, I, I always I always view execution on offense as it's effort plus intent is what leads to good execution. And, mm-hmm. and like you look at that offensive line against Rice, the effort was there. I don't think they played with poor effort, but sometimes I don't know if it was the heat, if it was first game jitters, what what whatever it was, the intent just wasn't. Uh, at, a, at an optimum level the whole game. But last week against Alabama, you saw intent. Now that sure. can, you could have intent, but when you're playing against like talent, it can still you can still lose some one-on-ones. But like I go back to the five-yard touchdown Brooks had the right after the Jaron Thompson pick where they, where they had the ball at the five and it's a one-play drive. Yep. You look at that play and you look at the backside of that zone play, like DJ Campbell got to the second level pretty easy and ends up blocking two dudes. Like he blocked the linebacker. He drove the linebacker back into the safety. Yep. And, and Christian Jones, Bucky, you know, like is the backside tackle on a on a zone play. When you've got to scoop that three technique or that sure. four eye, it's a really hard block for that backside tackle to make. We look at the way Christian Jones did it. I mean, he was fighting his ass off to make it. I'm like, that's one of those effort plays that like, if you just even if you watch the replay, if you're just watching the ball, like you really don't see it. But then you look at it and you're like, dude, anybody that knows anything, anything, even the smallest idiom about or iota about offensive line play, that's a really tough block to make. So the fact that guys are willing to do stuff like that, I, I feel a lot more. It's not just that last drive, but stuff like that, those little things that you can find. Right. I mean, again, maybe it's just me trying to look for little pity things about this offensive line to feel better about it, but I do feel more optimistic about this group getting it together, much more so than I did after the Rice game. Yeah. No, well, there's no doubt. The Rice game, they just there was there was there was some hustle involved. There was some there were guys in open gaps, you know. And but once again, I think this group can create some angles that they can get they can get their their running backs into that second level. And they should be able to this week. And I still would love to see them. And I know how good Wyoming can be and physical they can be. I would still like to see them get outflanked by the speed of Texas. Get some guys in the yeah. game and get out there. Jay Blue can can bounce a ball outside and go. I mean, he's the kind of guy that can can set you up to get outside. You know, if your if your end isn't anchored down there, he can bring you inside, but he can then beat you on the outside. So that's what I'd like to see. Yeah. I'd like to see them try try to beat them to the perimeter a little bit too. My biggest, and that falls into maybe my biggest complaint right now, Bucky, with the run game, is the way Sark uses Keelan Robinson. Yeah, he used him last week in the red zone, like on an inside zone. I'm like, that's that's not his deal. It's not where I want to be using Keelan Robinson. You want to use him in the screen game. You want to use him on a stretch play. Uh, you know, put him in a slot. Get him on a jet sweep where he's getting the ball on the move. Right. That's stuff where you can use Keelan Robinson. So we talk about Keelan. This could be a Keelan Robinson game, Bucky. Could be, you yes. about it. Between you, you know what you're saying on the special teams, maybe you need to go after a punt or something, or get something in the return game, and then putting you know using his speed on the perimeter. Look, I, I don't, I don't think there's anybody on on that Wyoming defense that can handle him one on one in space. So, man, just throw him a swing pass or something, or a little a little bubble screen, and and see if you know, let them try to tackle him. So I, I wouldn't be shocked if we're sitting here on Monday saying, wow, hey, man, Keelan Robinson played a hell of a right. game on Saturday. I wouldn't hate it. Jeff, we know you're on with Trey this afternoon from 3 to 5, so uh, we don't want you to oh, waste. Oh, that's too bad. That is too bad. <laughs> yeah, for, for Jeff, right? Yeah. Uh, we don't want you to waste all of the uh, good material on us, but uh, we'll let you part with this one. You know, your Texas State Bobcats play Jackson State tomorrow. Are you a little yes. bummed that uh, Coach Prime is no longer a part of that game? 
Yeah, I am. Uh, but you know, Prime, and and I'll, I'll say this, man. I, I like Jay Norvell a lot. I really do. I got to know Jay a little bit when he was at Texas. I, I good dude. But man, why why would you poke the bear? Mm. Like that's you know that's like, hey man, you know the rattlesnake is dangerous on his own. The last thing you need to do is go over there and try to poke it with a stick. Yeah, like, get him rattling it off. Yeah, just just leave well enough alone. So now I wouldn't doubt if. Colorado tried to hang 70 on Con- Buck, you remember back in the day, BK, you're probably too young to remember this, but back in the day, that was one of the better preseason games we'd get in college football. Oh, yeah. It was Colorado against Colorado State, especially you go back to like, you know, kind of Bill McCartney, those Rick Neuheisel Colorado oh, yeah. teams when Sonny Lubick was still at Colorado State. There were some really, really good games between. That was a really, I guess it still is. Just from you know, locally, if you go up to, to the Denver metro area, it's still, or Fort Collins, people probably still talk highly about that game. It probably still is a big deal. But I remember nationally, like, it's one of those games that, like, man, if you could get, like, a late game on, you know, some shady cable channel or something, like, I want to peek in, want to peek in checking on Colorado, Colorado State. It might, I might have all the lines on the TV watching it, but I'll, I want to check in on Colorado, Colorado State. Yeah, there was no reason for Jay to go there. There was, there was no reason no. to bring in. Bring in what he worked about his childhood and what his mama taught him. That was that was coach. That was really unnecessary. All that ad is about another seventeen yeah. points on this beat down. I believe that's going to happen on Saturday. But BK on Texas State, the fact that they went down to the Alamo Dome and played UTSA tough, yeah. coming off of the Baylor win, that's got me really optimistic about what this team could do. Now, I would encourage all my Texas State people to remember this: when you get into Sun Belt play, I don't think you're going to have any issues with Jackson State. That's clearly not the same Jackson State program we've seen the last few years. But you mean you get into Sun Belt play, and you start talking about your G five leagues. I mean, the Sun Belt's one of those leagues that we don't talk about a ton, but you start thinking about Troy, App State, oh yeah, Marshall, some of the teams that are in that league. That's a damn good G five league, the Sun Belt is. And it has been, and it's been growing every year. It hasn't gone yeah. backwards. It's actually growing. Ask Texas A and M how it feels. So. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. The fun belt. There it the is. Fun belt. Boy, yeah. and you're, you're, you know, your group down here at Green Hall is just getting it done now. Let me Green, tell you. Green, Green Hall University. Yeah, oh, yeah. Green Hall University's got it going on. Oh, I love it. Jeff, you're the man. Always appreciate Thank you joining you, us every Friday, and I look forward to listening to you with Trey this afternoon. Hey, Bucky, somebody in the chat wants you to do the jet sweep sound. I don't know what that's all about. but Oh, the old sh- Yeah, I want to see that again. I would like to see that on Saturday. Yeah. I want the right... I want the right person with I want Jaden Blue. I want that dude with that ball in his hand doing a little jet sweep. On Is that on that play? note, on that note, I'll 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 see you guys. I'll see <laughs> you guys. Yeah, uh, what was it? It sounded like you were at the dentist, dude. Who used to do that to Texas every year, the jet sweep? Oh, was it Maryland? Yeah, it was Maryland. Was it during the Maryland days? Come on, the jet it's Friday. Sweeping? We're having a good day. It's the and Jewish New Maryland. Year. Don't be talking about Maryland right now. Do you remember Maryland? Do you remember the days of Maryland, the Terps football? Oh, like really? the Ides of March. How could I forget? Wow. How could I forget? Oh, man. Uh, great stuff from Jeff Howe of Horns 24-7. Hey, if you're not subscribed at Horns 24-7, what are you doing? Jeff's a part of their team. Chip Brown, of course, who is a part of our team, is also a part of the Horns 24-7 squad as well. Great insider coverage of your Texas Longhorns 24-7, 365. Uh, let's, let's play the uh, audio and videos of Jay Norvell and Deion Sanders because there might be a few folks who uh, have no idea what we're talking about here. By the way, in 15 minutes... Lee Sterling of Paramount Sports is going to join us to give you his winners of the weekend. Yeah, we're like Mike Singletary. We want winners 
Yes. Lee Sterling, 10 and 3 last week, 5 and 0 oh the week before. This dude is red hot. You do not want to miss this segment if you like money if you don't like money that's fine go somewhere else but if you like money uh you're going to want to be a part of this thing but buck how about a word for the place we'll be at in a couple of hours our friends at covert bee cave and we love covert out there since 1909 the covert family has been selling cars and trucks in central texas and nobody does it better and we'll be at the location out there in bee cave the beautiful bee cave location where they have three Unbelievable dealerships out there carrying seven brands, Buicks, GMCs, Cadillacs, Chrysler, Dodge, Jeep, and of course, the Ram is out there just for you. And if you need more information, because they have a car or truck for anybody or everybody, the Jeeps are spectacular out there, as a matter of fact. So they've got a car or truck just for you. Their service locations, 86 service bays throughout, and folks, time your time is money. I understand that, because on a Friday, you want to get back to work, right? Afternoon? No. No? You want to go home? Okay, so you want to go out to out to Covert Bee Cave, check out a car truck, make that purchase, and then go home or go dove hunting or get ready for this big college football weekend. But they can get it done for you. For more information, visit covertbeecave.com. While you're out there, do say hello to the folks out there. Please say hello to Dan and Mike and Stacy and the whole gang. And don't forget Covert Ford in Hutto. And, of course, they got Covert Ford and Chevrolet out in Hutto. And, folks, they also have Ford Lincoln right there in Austin. And nobody beats a covert deal. Not now, not ever. We'll see you out there at 1130 this morning. Free lunch just for you. And the world-famous Casey Stutter, the offensive lineman of the decade, will be there. Yep. Well, let me just say this. The offensive lineman of the century, Casey Stutter, will be joining us today. Wow. Not of the decade, of the century. He'll be their national champion uh, playing for the Texans. Just a fantastic, fun guy. You're going to enjoy him. Some Smoky Moves barbecue. Of course, they'll be there. Verdes will be there. And it's a free lunch. I mean, free. I'm talking really, really free. You're crazy if you don't show up today. Yeah, 1130. Come on out there. Spend some time talking some football. Casey will tell you about offensive line play. And he'll tell you about yourself, too. So oh, yeah. get out there and join him. You know, Michael Griffin was out there last week. Casey started this week. All the stars will be out there when we have home games for meet and greet. And, of course, we'll be doing our uh, we'll be doing our pregame show out there two hours before the game tomorrow. Yes, indeed. And so we we'll give you plenty of time to get what you need to have done. But come join us for lunch. Bring your pal. Bring your bring your wife. Bring your daughter. Bring your girlfriend. Come on out there and visit us this, uh, this morning at eleven thirty. CB has stuttered about CDC. He has strong feelings about him. CB, you show up and ask him. Come down from Seattle. Come over yep, here. That's right. Get here we by lunchtime. Absolutely. And you ask him, man. Come on now. And one of these Fridays, I am going to bring you Ricky Williams. We'll be out there, out at Covert, out at Big Cave. Yeah. Mike wants that to happen. General Manager Mike wants it to happen. So Ricky is going to join us for lunch one of these Fridays. We just don't know which one. Yeah. We'll be on Ricky. We'll be on Ricky time. So we always know that. Ricky Watch coming. Yes. We'll be on Ricky Watch. Yeah. Shout out to our friends at Covert Big Cave. Absolutely. I do too. And also shout out to our friends at Olipop. Love this stuff. My God, this has gotten me back into soda. This is my new favorite drink. Olipop, their slogan is a new kind of soda. That's exactly what it is. You're getting the same great soda taste that you've loved since you were a kid, but this stuff is actually good for you. Inside the can, you get a blend of seven unique botanicals, plant fibers, and prebiotics, meaning you're getting benefits of digestive health support 
every time you drink an Olipop. That's right, nine grams of fiber in every can. There's only two to five grams of sugar in every can. What other soda can say that? Not a lot of calories either. This stuff is actually good for you. They've got so many great flavors like the classic soda flavors, cola, root beer, lemon lime, Dr. Goodwin, which is their version of a DP. And they've got grape, they've got cherry cola, cream soda, and a few other flavors as well. I'm telling you, Olipop tastes just like the soda you grew up sipping, but with the added benefits of digestive health support and microbiome support as well. Pick it up at HEB, at Target, at Walmart, Whole Foods, Costco. The next time you're at the store in the Austin area, Houston, Dallas, wherever you're tuning in from, get you some Olipop. This stuff is going to change your life because it changed mine all right ready but it's changed your life huh it's made you a believer has it got you mentally has it done something for your your global whatever you've got going on up in your globe i don't have any global anything we're good (laughs) we're good over here just got to make sure you're good over there yes my global transgender is going well (laughs) hey one more time uh i gotta ask a question to somebody uh, who's got the worst record in the NFL right now? Minnesota! Thank you very much, Mr. President. Appreciate you know, we like that. to win a lot of close games. We play a lot of games, and we win a lot of close games. We just didn't win that one last <laughs> night. But we, we covered, did we not? Yeah, you guys, y'all like didn't lose a one-score game last year, and then this year y'all are 0-2 in one-score games. You lost to the Bake Show Baker Mayfield last week in a one-score game, and then last night you lose to Jalen Hurts, another Texas native, in a uh, one-score game in Philly. Yikes. All right, I promised it before he, uh, the live reads. Man, Colorado, Colorado State used to be a big rivalry. I'm sure up there it's it's still a decent-sized rivalry, but look, neither team has been very good as of late, so I don't know how many people outside of the Rocky Mountain State give a rat's you-know-what about that matchup but it matters a little bit this year right college game day is in boulder this weekend fox big noon kickoff is in boulder this weekend now more of that has to do with Dion than anything else colorado is a 24 and a half point favorite right now but there's a little bit of extra added juice to this matchup because of something former texas assistant coach jay norvell said on his coach's radio show Earlier this week in Fort Collins, here was Jay Norvell first, and then we'll play you Coach Prime's response as the back and forth is getting spicy in Colorado. And I sat down with ESPN today, and I don't care if they hear it in Boulder. I told them I took my hat off and I took my glasses off, and I said, when I talk to grown-ups, I take my hat and my glasses off. That's what my mother taught. <laughs> so, funny man. Ha, ha, ha. <laughs> funny guy. That felt like a sincere laugh for you. So that was Jay Norvell, once again, on his coach's show, clearly taking a shot at Dion. I mean, he said it. I don't care if they play it in Boulder. He told you exactly who he was talking about. Everybody knows the hat, sunglasses, look. is That's Dion's look right now. Well, Dion, in a video at practice yesterday, responded to those comments from Jay Norvell. Check it out. Yes, sir. I'm minding my own business, watching some film, trying to get ready, trying to get out here and be the best coach I could be. And I look up and I read some bull junk that they have said about us. Talk to us. Once again. Uh, talk to us. Why would you want to talk about us when we don't talk about nobody? All we do is go out here, work our butts off, and do our job on Saturday. Yes, but when they give us ammunition, 
They unmessed around and made it what? It was just going to be a good game. And made this shit perfect. They unmessed around and made it personal. It was going to be a great test, a battle of Colorado, but they unmessed around and made it personal. You'll have to tell them last year to guard. Yeah, I mean, it was that was unnecessary, and they went and made it personal. They made no it reason what? to make it personal. Made it personal. personal. It was now it was supposed to be a good football game. Two teams in the same state, but you know, I I, I just not I, I don't. Hey, there's a five dollars. Thank you, Matthew, for the Bucky Load Management Look. Fund. Oh, now we've got that personal load management fund. No, I'm just keeping on moving. It was with Trey yesterday for an hour. I, I don't understand why Jay Norvell would do that. Nobody cares how. I mean, I understand Jay. You know, you you your mom raised you right, or what you thought was right, but. There's no reason to get after another man. Don't even mention anybody's mom within your conversation. My mom, his mom, mm. the way your mom treated you. There's no reason to even do that. That guy's coaching football. He's not bothering you. All he's doing is getting a lot of attention. And the way you get that attention away from him is to have your team go up there and beat him and not make it personal. Not talk about the way Dion wears his sunglasses or his hat or whatever he does. That's not about, that's not about you. That, you should be worried about your team going there and playing their team. And then you can change the narrative about how they're talking about Dion's football team and Dion Sanders. But now yeah. it became personal, and it and those players are going to take that personal. You're talking about their coach, you know. That's there's no need for that. that there's really no no need for Jay Norbell. Dion Sanders didn't say anything about Jay Norbell or his team. He's just coaching his football team. And whether you like the way he presents himself as a football coach and as a mentor to those football players. Right now, they're playing pretty well. Whatever, whatever he's doing is working for his team. And so to take that outside of outside of the realm of football, it, it's okay. But you, you got to, now you have to back that up now. Yeah. Well, anybody who says Dion's a bad role model, I think, is completely wrong, right? We're talking about a guy who doesn't curse. We're talking about a guy who doesn't drink, a guy who doesn't do drugs. Like, that's uh, c- compared to some of the other coaches and the stuff they're getting into, Right now, and have been into. Yeah, exactly. No, I think Dion's actually a pretty good role model, but I just I don't understand why people are surprised by this. Like I heard Hart's talking about this either yesterday or Wednesday. Like this is who Dion is. This is who he always has been. It's not like he's right. changed now that he's had some success as a coach. This is who he was at Florida State. This is who yes. he was in the NFL. This is who he was in Major League Baseball. This is how he's always been. He's always carried himself this way. And I'll say it's worked out pretty damn well for him because he's one of the most successful people in the world right now. So Yeah, this is his life. This is the way his life has been. I don't so, know why people, yeah. you know, I, I guess it's different strokes for different folks. I get it, but... I don't know why people are like so surprised by some of the stuff that Coach Prime is doing right now. And I also like, like you said, I mean, what are you doing taking personal shots at at people like that? You know, like that's just that's unnecessary. That's below the belt. It's not going to help your team out at all, and it just makes you look weak. Like Jay Norvell's sixty, like he he's older right. than Dion. He should be the more mature guy in this situation. And for him to do something like that, like come on, dude, that's that's pretty sorry from from Jay Norvell. Yeah, to me, it's you. You do you. You have your team 
and, and you, you back that up by get, doing a good job of coaching your Colorado State team to go to Boulder and beat that team. And then you may have some, you know, you may throw some flowers out to their head coach, or you may not, but your team now has to play that group that you've done all that talking about their coach. I don't, do you think their players are saying, hey, Jay, you're absolutely right. I can't believe Dion wears a, a cap and sunglasses to interviews. And when he talks to people, he has that on. You think the players are saying that? Jay Norbell's players are saying, hey, coach, you're right. We'll teach him. They're going, oh, shit. What did our coach just do? Just poke the buffalo. You How did he make that? How did he make that better? Yeah. Now we're, now we're going to have to back you up, coach. You better do a pretty good job of coaching us to go and play that team that's now undefeated and scoring an awful lot of points. You know that uh, Jonah Hill gif where he's in the crowd at the Oscars? He's just like, no. That's that's what I think Colorado State players are thinking about their coach. Like you said, there's no way they're like, hell yeah, coach, way to go. I'm glad you said that. <laughs> yeah, that's good trash talk. It's like, what are you doing, coach? Like that, That's just dumb. It's just dumb. And look, Colorado was going to win that game going away anyways. But yeah, now uh, they made it personal, and it feels like uh, – Colorado minus, I don't know if there's a number you could put on it to where I'd be betting on Colorado State tomorrow. Yeah, they just, they just filled the Buffalo right there. That's exactly what they did. That might be the most watched game of the weekend, Buck. Like, there's no such thing as a bad college football Saturday because it's college football and we love it. And I'm going to be glued to my TV when I'm not in Temple celebrating the Jewish New Year uh, all day long. There but you go. That might be the most watched game tomorrow because there, there are no ranked versus ranked matchups. It's a light weekend. It is a pretty light weekend, and there's only one ranked team that is less than a touchdown favorite tomorrow. That's Tennessee going to the swamp to take on Florida, and I don't think Florida is very good. So no. it's a it's a below average slate, uh, meaning that hey, there's a chance Colorado versus Colorado State, the Rocky Mountain Showdown, is the most tuned into game this weekend, especially because of all of the trash talk now that we have. Yeah, I mean it's it's. It just fueled the fire that the fire is there because you're in-state rivals anyway. No matter how bad your record is or how good your record is, that's your in-state rival. You're going to have a good game. Now, I don't think I'm going to see a good game. Yeah, bought the line down to 21 and riding the fighting primes. See, there this it is. Weekend, yeah. If it gets any lower than that, I may have to make a cousin call too. Yeah, but I need a little bit lower because I'm still not buying into the Buffaloes are all that. Because they've got some Oregon teams to play and some Oregon states and in a conference that's playing pretty good football right now. A, a conference that we all thought was, man, this thing is just going to go to shit. Well, it hasn't. The teams are right there, right in the thick of things in, in national, nationally. So there's some teams that they're going to face down the road. And believe me, Oregon's coach is not going to be saying that. Lincoln Riley's not going to say that about Deion Sanders. He's smarter than that. Wow. He's not going to drop that kind of stuff on on Coach Prime. He won't do that. Oregon's He's coach, smarter than that. Oregon's coach did take a shot at Colorado in the offseason. Oh, not, yeah. Not at Coach Prime, but when Colorado announced they were moving to the Big 12, which, of course, Oregon decided they were leaving like two months later. Yes. Uh, Dan Lanning, the Oregon coach, was like, yeah, tell me what Colorado has done for this conference. I don't remember them doing anything for this conference. So maybe that's the uh, motivation for the Buffs next week. They uh, take their talents to Eugene. But, yeah, it's Colorado, man. Big couple of games. They should win this one pretty easily. But, yeah, they play Oregon and then USC in back-to-back weeks following this one. Uh, Our buddy Lee Sterling of Paramount Sports will join us here in a moment. But before that happens, Buck, how about the great chair 
that you're sitting in right now? Yeah, my messed up back, folks. I've had a messed up back for over 20 years, and the right support has always been super difficult for me, but nothing gave me the comfort my back needed than the people that I love at Relax the Back. This has been absolutely pain-free. This does something to my back. I, I don't know what it is about the, the, the way it sits or the, the sturdiness of this chair. I just know this. When I sit in this chair, I feel a whole lot better than sitting on your average couch and just sitting back and trying to find put a stick of pillow behind me or whatever. Relax the Back has a chair just for you, whether it's for your office, whether it's for your home, whether you need a Tempur-Pedic mattress, they've got that for your stand-up desk. Anything that you need for home or office, relax the back. They've got it just for you. And when you see the folks over there, it's not that you're going to look at the chair, sit in it for two seconds. They're going to move all the moving parts, whether it's for your elbow, whether it's for your thoracic back, whether it's for your lumbar area. They're going to move that chair around so it fits perfectly for you and you get the kind of support that you need. And I've done the same. Two locations at V Caves at the Hill Country Gallery across from Whole Foods. And once again in Austin at the Gateway Shopping Center, across from the container store, live pain-free like the buck, and relax the back. Absolutely. Shout out to Relax the Back, and shout out to our friends at SyntexTickets.com. If you're looking for last-minute tickets to the game tomorrow, they've got them on site right now at SyntexTickets.com. We really do appreciate their support of Bucky and BK and Texas Sports Unfiltered. And speaking of guys we appreciate, oh, man, this dude has made me and my cousin some money over the last yeah. couple of weeks. This guy is hotter than lava right now. The great Lee Sterling from ParamountSports.com joining us for his weekly visit. What's up, Lee? All's great here in Miami. All is great. <laughs> oh, your hurricanes are on fire, Lee. Yeah, well, do I think we're a top 10 team, Bucky? I don't know about that. But I will say this. I think for the first time in about 20 years, I think that we are headed in the right direction. So... Also helps that they won the game. I think they got a potential five-plus star recruit yesterday to commit. So, um, you know, you can be a great coach, but you also got to have the horses. Uh, we're going to find out uh, if Texas A&M uh, can turn it around. Man. I mean, is that a mess? Are they? I mean, Lee, when you I mean, was that a mess watching that game on the Texas A&M side? Well, I, I will say this. I think Connor Wegman's even better than I thought. I think he's a NFL starting quarterback. I think he is that good. He makes some throws and some reads that are at a really high level. If he was going to the draft this year, I would take him top five. Wow. And I'm not an A&M fan, but I'm telling you this right now. He is that good. That's what, if you're an A&M fan, that's what's frustrating for you. You got to be thinking, we, we have a quarterback, maybe the best quarterback, and Johnny Manziel was a great college quarterback, but we have a next-level NFL quarterback. We have maybe seven, eight guys potentially on the defensive line that can play in the next level, three or four receivers that will play in the NFL, and we're not winning games. That's, mm-hmm. that's what's frustrating. they got a lot of good recruiters on the coaching staff, but as you know, you've been there before, Bucky. you got to have everything. got to be able to coach yep. and recruit. Absolutely. No doubt about it. Yeah, Lee Sterling has been red hot over at ParamountSports.com. Yes. 5-0 and in week one, 10-3 and last week. We'll see if he can keep it rolling. He was also 4-1 and on our show last Friday as well. And, Lee, we'll start with uh, that A&M game. The Aggies trying to bounce back against Louisiana Monroe. They are 36-point favorites. Do you think they can, or does somehow, someway, UL Monroe put up a bunch of points against that weak Aggie defense? So there's three programs in college football that – 
just not spending money. Their budgets are so small. <laughs> I, I think if they have a rental car, they got to take like a compact car to go visit recruits. <laughs> and it's Monroe, Nevada Wolfpack, and Hawaii. And they just don't have players. I, I just think that this scores anything A&M wants it to be here. And I think like New Mexico, I think they can name the score. Those receivers for, for A&M are scary good. Evan Stewart is going to be a number one receiver in the NFL. Their next three guys, I think, will make the team and be maybe as good as number two receivers on a lot of teams. So I think the mismatch is there. They just don't have the weapons also on offense here. Um, they got to get that offensive line going for a and I mean, the pressure that Miami put on them and how many hits that Wegman took, mm-hmm. incredible here. I, I think AM's the right side. I think they win this game here 55-7. All right, Lee. Uh, coming up, another team in, uh, team in the Big 12 now. Oklahoma State playing South Alabama. Yeah. I mean, playing and that, that South Alabama is a fun belt team, is it not? And they're favored by only seven Oklahoma State and the Cowboys are. That looks like that that should be a little bit higher. It, it looks like it should be higher, but let me tell you something about South Alabama. South Alabama can play. They return 18 starters. If they don't lose week one against Tulane, and, and everyone picked them sure. around the country, this game might be a four or five point line. So I think this is one of those games where Oklahoma State's going to have trouble. They rotated in three different quarterbacks. They got, in the game last week, Arizona turned the ball over. I mean, Arizona State left and right. Arizona State is not a talented team here. I think this might be the worst Oklahoma State team I've seen maybe in 10, 12 years. I mean, they coach these kids up, but, you know, if not for getting the running game going a little bit uh, in the third quarter, Arizona State should have won that game. They were playing, you know, Oklahoma State got got to play against a true freshman quarterback. What South Alabama does is they will take shots down the field. They will take six, seven shots. We're talking about bombs down the field. And they usually hit on two, maybe three here. I think they're going to have some success here against Oklahoma State. I think Oklahoma State escapes here. Remember, South Alabama almost beat UCLA last year, lost 32-31 game they should have won here so i think they're under the radar i think you can get even get seven and a half if you shop around here i think oklahoma state escapes here 24 23 but i'm taking the point jacks wow Wow. all right leave one of the most intriguing matchups tomorrow is a big 12 sec showdown former big 12 rivalry kansas state going to columbia to take on mizzou both teams undefeated k-state a four to five point favorite how do you see this one playing out so the question here is, do you believe that Missouri has turned the corner? They, we know Kansas State has. So Kansas State is coached well. Uh, their schemes are good. Eli Drinkwitz was brought on. He was thought of as this great offensive mind. And so far in year four, I'm not seeing it. They dink and dunk underneath left and right. They have a couple decent running backs. Brady Cook is like a game manager, in my opinion. They have one weapon, Luther Burden, returning punts, and a wide receiver. Other than that, they don't scare you at all. Kansas State, two games they played so far, 375 to 76 rushing edge. They rotate like two, three guys at running back. Already five different players have caught touchdowns, and I love their quarterback, Will Howard, running and throwing the football. 
He's a leader also. Kansas State plays well on the road. Um, only lost three times in the last two years, and uh, they even beat LSU in the bowl game last year. I just don't think – I know this line's coming down. People are betting Missouri. I just don't see it. Usually I can see what they see, but I, I think Kansas State's still the right side here. I think they're at the next level here. Missouri's not there yet. Kansas State, 30-20. to 20. Right, good call, Lee. Uh, the games everybody will be watching here in Austin, Texas, and around the nation, actually, because there is there are not a lot of big premier games uh, this weekend, but Texas and Wyoming, Texas coming off a great victory uh, in Tuscaloosa, a Texas team that uh, looks like they can do it in all phases. Lee, we know they can do it on defense. We've watched them. We know they can throw them bombs down the field and get it done that way. Run game's been kind of suspect so far, but the Cowboys – Boy, this is a this is a big line, and I'm not expecting Lee. I'm not expecting the, the, the Texas team to come here and lay an egg off of that victory. But that seems like a pretty steep line right there. At, at some some people trying to get it up to thirty, you know, yep. thirty thirty one points. That's a lot of points. It, it is, and and you got to give Wyoming credit. That game against Texas Tech, they even had some friends over. When it was seventeen nothing, like okay, we can turn this game off. Let's go to another game. Like no, they got some gutsy kids. They play hard, well coached. Craig Bowl, one of the best coaches. I think one of the best 10, 15 coaches in college football. But I don't think they have the talent to hang here. Their defense, I think their safeties. I think unless they play a lot of too high, they are mm-hmm. in trouble here. So I think Texas is going to hit on some big plays. I think they'll get the running game going. Wyoming just doesn't have the depth here and the team speed here. And they, I mean, they're down to their fourth and their fifth string running backs. DQ James, remember, and it doesn't stand for Dairy Queen, I don't think. <laughs> DQ James, um, little kid, he's 5'7", about 165 pounds. He's the toughest little running back you're going to see in a long time. This kid gets hit and keeps bouncing up, but he was projected to be a four-string running back. The fifth-string guy they bring in from Saddleback uh, Community College they didn't even think, I don't even think in the, in the, in the fall camp, I don't think he had reps the first two weeks. He's now thrust into playing here. So they have not turned the ball over. I think this might be the week where the wheels fall off for Wyoming. I think Texas wins this game here 47 10. 47 to 10. All right. That would be the yep. cover play for the Longhorns in that one. One NFL game to get to, Lee. Yep. Kansas City and Jacksonville. The Chiefs coming off that surprising. Season opening loss to Detroit. The Jags coming off of a win over Indianapolis. Chris Jones back for Kansas City. Maybe Travis Kelsey back for Kansas City. Do the Chiefs bounce back or do the Jags hand the defending Super Bowl champs another loss? Uh, you know, this this could be a fun game. This could be one of the games like the Chargers and the Dolphins last week. Uh, Trevor Lawrence is incredible. I mean, he is really good, but... The two things I always check for every single game, this is important as a handicapper, weather, number one, let me give you an example, the Boston College-Florida State game. It's going to be rainy, and they're expecting 25 to 35 mile-an-hour winds. Oh. If I had to throw the ball in those kind of winds, I don't know if my ball would reach 20, 25 yards. So um, that's a big factor in the accuracy. So both teams, I think, are going to have to run the ball there. Here's the game, injuries. They're projecting right now that two starting offensive linemen for the Jaguars will not play and also their best swing guy in the offensive line. They only took eight guys, eight offensive linemen on their trip last week to Houston. So if their top three of eight don't play 
anyone gets hurt, they're playing practice players. And how good and how underrated is the Chiefs defensive line with Chris Jones? When he's been in there the last five years, they give up 20 yet less yards per game rushing. So he is, we know about his pass rushing skills, but as a run defender, he is very good. He frees up a lot of guys. And then Travis Kelsey, how important is he? Well, Patrick Mahomes was 10 for 22 thrown to the receivers last week. That was the worst percentage he had ever had thrown to his receivers since he was named the starting quarterback. So Travis Kelsey, by far the best tight end in the NFL. They're projecting he's on schedule to play in this game. He's a big factor. And I I think Jacksonville is right there. I think if they had everyone healthy, they got a shot. Without those three offensive linemen in Kansas City with the extra two days to prepare and the fact they're 0-1, country's going to play Jacksonville. Right side here is is the Chiefs here. I think they win 31-23. Wow. All right. All right. Lee, before we get to your, your free play, hold on. I got to ask about, uh, did our guy Bill Cohen make the trip out to Coral Gables last week? He did. So here, here's what happened. So I, I figured I was going to roll out the red carpet. You know how they do in rushing? Oh, we yeah. In rushing, we rush you. We you know what you. And now we're going to you know what to you. So I took him to Joe Stone Crab. And it was packed. So I haven't in there, met someone, and we literally showed up and walked right through. And there's 150, 200. Oh, you gave him the you-know-who-I-am deal, did you? No, no, I I had an in. I had an in. The number one guy of all time walking into Joe's used to be Jim Mandich, former Dolphins and Michigan. The joke was he didn't break stride. He had... Two, he knew the two guys and two major D's. So what you do at Joe's, you don't tip them on the way in. It's the handshake on the way out. So that's where you take care of them. But so I had it in, and all I had to do was report to the stand. They said, we've been waiting for you, Mr. Sterling. Walked right in, had one of the best tables. Went. I took my daughter, my oldest daughter, and her fiance, and the five of us. Let me tell you something. Food was incredible. This has even fresh i don't know what they do to freeze them but uh they were great and he was in love they have what's called the tomatoes with spinach and cheese on top of them whenever i go alone my wife tells me listen if i'm going with a friend just bring back like four or five uh of the tomatoes so he even looked up the recipe he was eating the uh tomatoes with the spinach and the cheese on top like uh like like they were candy (laughs) He was loving it, but it was a scene there. It was the biggest dichotomy of different types of people there. So half the restaurant was Texas A&M fans walking in their overalls and their their cowboy hats. Looked like, you know, they just came in from a tough, hard day's work. And every time they walked by, Bill was like, gig them, gig them. Oh, yeah. you're You're in a nice restaurant. I'm just laughing, you know. He's having the best time. And then you have the Miami crowd. You have the, you know, the the guys with their sugar daddies. You know, with the plunging necklines and the women with the high boots and all the, I mean, all the never chains. Seen, yeah, you've never seen two different. Yeah, the ripped jeans. Never seen two different uh, groups of people there. But uh, we had a great time in the game. I had a connection also. My high school coach, his son is a Golden Cane. They have seats between the thirty and the fifty, where you sit in these padded seats. I mean, they're huge. 
I'll post a picture on, on, on my Twitter. And you have four TVs in front of you. So you can put your feet up. You can watch all the replays. And before the game, for two hours, they have a buffet. We're talking about a carving station with wow. beef, corned beef, pastas, desserts, uh, open bar. For two hours before the game, we had, uh, what else we have? You had uh, dessert bar at halftime. You want to go down in the middle of the game and get water, sodas, uh uh, a drink. You guys are killing. You're killing their nil deals there. What are you doing? I mean, that's supposed to be for the players. That's not supposed to be for all you guys. And you're then, the nil deal. I know. But then what? What he loved was the a And M players, Jimbo Fisher, the coaching staff, and the players before they came out walked by. We they even had a rope to like rope us off the for those five minutes. If you haven't finished eating, you know your your fourth meal. Uh, by then, you got to wait as they come by. He is videoing them, and and Bill is yelling, "Okay, TJ, okay, John, you know this is your day, John." And he told me before the game, "This is the greatest day of my life." Wow! So um, he still had a great time. Awesome. Uh, he's never had. He, now, he put me on the fifty yard line when we went to College Station, but he's never been treated like that. So um, we had a great time. He went to the Tito's tailgate beforehand awesome. um it was it was a memorable day for me before the game was memorable for him but um it was it was, it was a lot of fun no i know you're busy but i gotta ask you about yes. this you know former yes. quarter former quarterback aaron Rodgers going to go through all of this at 40 years old and try to come back lee or is he going to get to a part of his rehab and go no, I don't think so. I just want to be able to play pickleball with the neighborhood kids and stuff. I mean, is he going to get to that part or is he coming back for real? I think he's going to come back. But do I think that he can come back and play at a high level? No. I mean, I, you know, I went through an ACL and that's tough enough. But, you know, I've seen guys, I play basketball, I've seen guys have uh, the torn Achilles and they never come back uh, the same. And even Dan Marino was talking about how he couldn't get up on his toes. Uh, to throw the ball when he was releasing the ball. It was never the same hmm. for him. And that was like at 32 years old. Yeah. Uh, Aaron Rodgers is going to be 40 when he comes back. So, you know, no one was shedding any tears for my Dolphins when Jalen Ramsey got hurt. And uh, I shed no tears for Aaron Rodgers. So. <laughs> <laughs> we, we don't call them the New York stinking Jets for nothing. There you go. Lee, uh, <laughs> last thing before we let you yeah. go. How about a free play this week? LSU, yeah. Mississippi State. And I'm going to iterate and reiterate. You are 15-3 and three to start yeah. the football season. If folks want to get that free pick and also get in on all of your picks this weekend, how do they do it? Well, just call 800-400-9741 first. 10 callers will give them the game for free. 800-400-9741. For our clients last week, like I said, we hit our 45-unit best bet in the NFL. We're off to an 18-8 and start for our clients. So you want to hop on board. You don't have to sign up for the year. We have a special it's called the World's Famous Baker's Dozen. 13 games, just $97. It's right up Brad's alley here. You know, he's always on a budget here. 13 <laughs> games, $97. And... As soon as you purchase it, a window pops open with all 13 games. So you don't have to call me back on Saturday or Sunday. So world-famous Baker's Dozen. We have UFC. We've got three fights going, $35. And we have a 40 to 50-unit selection there. We're 15-2 and two on the 40 to 50-unit 
uh, best bets there. So Brad's eyes are lighting up. You know, Mr. Freebie, I'll make sure I get those to you, Brad. So. Hell yeah. <laughs> Brad, let me ask you a question. Yeah. If you went like 10 and 0 for a week and you were going out on a date on a Tuesday and Wednesday night, we, we know those are your only days that are available. Where would you take your date? Well, Lee, those are only available until the max starts on Tuesday. Then, uh, then That's we go true. to Wednesday only. But uh, I'd probably take her to Seven Eleven. Wow! Right off that, not even Outback. Oh no! he's probably he's probably those guys. I had a friend. He's probably one of those guys that tell tells his date. Any any appetizer on the menu, that's yours. That's right. Anything you want, it's an appetizer. It right. belongs to Now he'd take his he's doing pretty good there. Lee. He'd, right, take, he'd be at Jack Allen's kitchen. That's where he'd be, believe okay. me. That's okay. his first spot. And All we right. gotta get you back down here to Austin, Texas here for a big game here soon. Sounds good, guys. Lee, so you guys have a great great weekend. Be safe and go horns, go yes. Kane. Well, we already played. Kane's already yeah. played and uh Dolphins, Cowboys. Uh, Texans, let's keep rolling. Absolutely. You, You're Lee. the man, Lee. We'll talk next week. See you guys. All right, there he goes, our buddy, Lee Sterling. And by the way, the Lee Sterling segment is brought to you by our friends at Joe Cohen and Son Jewelers, right in the heart of downtown 6th and Congress. Congress. These guys are the very best. Hey, they always say you have to have a good doctor, a good lawyer, and a good jeweler. Bill Cohen, the guy Lee was talking about, great dude. I'm telling you, the Cohen family. They've been in this business for more than 140 years here in Austin. A lot of stuff has changed in Austin over the years, Buck. Uh, the Cohen not those family, dudes. Nope, they have not. If you want to deal with someone who, without question, is going to give you the best service and they're going to treat you right, their business is based on honesty, integrity, and service and value, go see our buddy Bill at Joe Cohen and Son Jewelers right there in the heart of downtown. They've got free parking, too. Downtown, free parking. Are you kidding me? Their selection is amazing, but most importantly, they will treat you right every single time you go in there. Check them out online at joecohenjewelers.com or go see our buddy Bill down there in downtown ATX. Okay. All right, you got anything for me? You got me some A-B consultations? You got, do we have Tom McKay and Camilla? Because I love hearing that. I, I got to hear that today. Right on cue. Here we go. Hi, this is Tom McKay with Audiovisual Consultations. And Camilla McKay. Kid, what time is it? Oh man, it's back to sports time. The hockey and football seasons are upon us. And baseball is winding down to the best part. And what about basketball season? I'm 5'2". Who the hell cares about basketball? Yeah, we're talking about watching, not playing. And in that case, you've got everyone covered, right? That's right. Audiovisual Consultations have been providing awesome systems and service throughout Texas for over 30 years. Installing home entertainment systems and livening up restaurants with incredible audio and video systems. We're talking multi-screen video walls. And home entertainment that puts you in the best seat in the stadium. Just give us a call at 512-255-8678. Hey, aren't you forgetting something? Oh yeah, I almost forgot. Hug your kids until they beg you to stop. Watch a game with your friends. And make love to whoever the hell you want. Just give us a call at 512-255-8678 or visit us at avconsultations.com. Go Stars! Go Bruins! Kid. Go Stars. You know what I thought I heard him say the word? I thought I heard him say baseball. And when we talk baseball, who do we talk about? You know who we talk about. We talk about the captain. That's hey, right. It's the not captain. it's not nineteen twenty anymore, all right? Your Yankees suck. 
We talk baseball. We talk, get that ball over there. Dive, Jeter, and now get it over the first. Make it a tough play that really isn't a tough play. We know how you went out, but that's okay. We still love you. You do realize Jeter doesn't play anymore, right? Yeah, and well, he's down. He fell yesterday off the desk. Somebody pushed him off the desk here. I don't know what it was, but he went down. He's got a little ACL, but he's still going to fight. You know, do you remember seeing Jeter go into the stands and cut his, got a little boo-boo on his head and came back to play in championship play? Yeah. That's what he does. And that's how the New York fighting Yankees do it, too. We're fighting our way out of last place. That's what's going to happen. How about the Rangers? What are they doing lately? They play. They have a day off? Dude, they four-game swept Toronto. The team that what? they're fighting with for playoff positioning, they went up north of the border and swept the Jays, and they beat the brakes off of them in every game. So they're now only a half game back of the Astros, who did have the day off yesterday. Uh, but the Rangers right now, yeah, they are in a playoff spot, the second wild card spot, as a matter of fact, in the American League. So, yeah. Well, that hurts the Jays. They lost four in a row. Four in a row to, once again, a team that they are fighting with for playoff positioning. Yeah, huge series for the Rangers who have... Uh, so you say there's a chance for my people who, in New York. What, black people? Who are your people? <laughs> my, my Yankees, my other people. Oh, uh, no, no chance for your Yankees. They, okay. they're, they're, they're out. Uh, somebody asked, Lupe is asking, what's Lee's number? 800-400-9741. or go to ParamountSports.com, Lupe, to uh, cash in. Fire. Dude, I'm telling you, like, we're not lying. His picks are all documented on site. My, my bank account is not lying either. Uh, Lee has been getting the job done early on, so you do not want to miss out. All right, shout out real quickly to our friends at Top Gun Equipment, uh, Lawn Equipment and Rentals, excuse me. We'll get to Steve Sarkeesian here in a second. But our friends at Top Gun can help you tackle any job that you need to tackle. Small home project, large construction job, it does not matter. They've got all the tools and supplies you need to get the job taken care of. Whether you're renting, whether you're buying, they've got it all. Two Austin area locations to best serve you. One up north in Anderson Square, one down south on South 1st Street, or check them out online, topgun.net. They will shoot you straight. Bucky, maybe my favorite thing that I heard from Steve Sarkeesian yesterday, he was asked about keeping that same mentality, right? Texas clearly had the hunter mentality going on the road at Alabama last weekend. And look, now this team is kind of the hunted. I get it. Texas is usually the hunted, but they're even more of the hunted now because of what they did last week, because they're the number four team in the country, and because they're four touchdown favorites this Saturday. So Sark was basically asked about the importance of keeping the hunter mentality. I thought he gave a great answer. Take a listen. I think, it's, I think that's exactly why we, we want to have that mentality. I, I think naturally... A, we're the University of Texas, which I've, I've talked at length about, and we naturally have a, a target on our back week in and week out. We know we're going to get everybody's best shot. Now add that with you end up, you end up in a top five. Now there's just more added incentive to attack us. I think that the key to the drill is we have to make sure that our opponents feel like they're being attacked uh, by us. And um, I love that our players have adopted that and have, and have bought into that mentality. Um, because that's the mindset that you have to have. We have to ensure that our opponents get our best shot. 
And if, and if that's good enough, great. If it's not, then back to the drawing board. But as long as we work with that mentality and then, and then go play that way, uh, I feel very comfortable and confident in our ability to go into a game and, and play at a high level. I like that from Sark. I mean, it's been, it's, it's been a while that you, that you hear that kind of talk from coaches at the University of Texas that it's always, oh, no, they're going to give us their best shot. We're just going to play as well as we can. He sounds like he's saying, bring us your best shot. It's not going to be good enough. His group is now, they're still hunting. They're not, they're not going to be the hunted. You know, everybody will say, well, we know you get your best shot. You know, from teams that play Texas, you're going to get their best shot. Okay, so be it. I mean, it sounds like he's going, okay, so be it. You're about to get your ass kicked when you try to bring us your best because we've just got a little bit more. That's who we are. We're Texas. We've got just a little bit more than you got, and we remain the hunter. We're not going to be the hunted. Yep. You can come in here and give us the best shot you can give us, but you're going to end up going home with a defeat. I like that kind of mentality by Sark right there. Agreed, 100%. If you go into every game the same way you went into Alabama, you're running the table, you're winning the Big 12, and we'll see you in the college football playoff. Sure. You've got to have that same mentality week in and week out, and I like that. Yeah, be the hunter. And I'll tell you what, Buck, Texas's toughest opponent on its schedule is Texas. Sure. That's it. Like they are better than every team that they are going to go up against between now and the end of the regular season. But they got to continue to work at those those little things that get you beat. Yep. You know they've been the communications last week was fantastic. You know you, you think of going in Tuscaloosa after after the after a game that you played against Rice. You're thinking of going there and you're going to have some false starts. But they really took care of their business. Their their leader at quarterback made sure the guys weren't jumpy. They weren't ner- nervous. Uh, that's the part I liked about seeing this Texas team where you go into a game like that and everything is the communications is fantastic. So now you come home, a hundred thousand people are expecting you to play well. They're not expecting you to be jumpy. Now you show your real true maturity in a football game like this when you come home. Yeah, it was weird, right? The communication was better on the road at Bryant Denny yeah. than it was at home against Rice in week one. Right. right? Like the O line couldn't pass off a twist or a stunt against oh, no. Rice. And they looked a little lost at times, but on the road in a hostile environment with 100,000 people screaming while you're on offense, they were able to look really, really sharp. And right. yeah, the discipline of this team, like they they have not been shooting themselves in the foot. If they did in week one, that game would have been a lot more interesting than sure it actually was. If they did in week two, well, they probably don't win that game in week two. But zero turnovers through a couple of games. Is that sustainable? No, but still, it's been awesome. And only four penalties last week after just five penalties the week before, and three of those five penalties against Rice came in the fourth quarter when Texas had all the backups in. So this team has not been making those mental mistakes. There have not been those self-inflicted wounds that have just plagued the Longhorns in years past. So far, it's been very clean. If that continues, it's going to be a special season. Oh, I I believe so. And, And once again, the Crimson Tide ended up shooting themselves in the foot with 10 penalties again, back to back years where they, where they led the game in penalties and looked sloppy. The Longhorns looked like they had all their communication down on the sidelines, substitutions. Things went really, really well. But this is not the time to let your guard down. And that, and certain things happen in games. Oh, no, every once in a while, yeah, you're going to have back-to-back penalties. Those things just happen. But you can't let that snowball continue to go down the hill and get bigger. You had to put a stop to it. And I think this is right now, so far in two games, this group looks like the mature group that can handle some 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 things that will happen during the course of the game. How they handle how they handle adversity will be important because once again Saturday adversity is going to come. 
Are you going to shake it off and not be mature enough to handle it and just and continue to let that snowball, or are you going to stop it when it happens? If you jump off sides, are you then going to make a play the following play? Are you, are you going to have a series where, you know, you get stupid and silly penalties? You can't have it. And I, I, I got a feeling that this group is kind of, you know, taking it upon themselves because now when you're having, once again, when your quarterback is holding player meetings after a big win, not a big loss, but a big win where he's saying, let's all get on the same page, guys. We're coming home. Everybody loves us right now. Keep getting the love. That's what you want. You want the love. You don't want you don't want us talking about you on Monday going, what a shit show that was. That's not what you want. You want to you want to have people patting you on the back where you got to continue to play because you got to earn that. Yeah, that's way more fun than the alternative. Oh, it is. Yep. And we haven't played that audio yet. This will be the last cut we play from Sark today. Uh, but you talked about it. I think every Texas fan knows about it at this point that Quinn Ewers did text Steve Sarkeesian and ask about a players-only meeting before practice on Tuesday. Let's actually hear Steve Sarkeesian talk about it. Sark was asked about which players had stepped up this week in terms of making sure the Longhorns were preparing with that same mindset that they had going into the Alabama game. Here's Coach Sark. Well, what I thought was really cool this week, you know, we did our traditional uh, Monday morning meeting where we recap the game and, uh, you know, I, I show, you know, about 18 or so plays to the entire team, coachable moments, teachable moments or things that we did well. Um, and then I turn the page in that meeting and I get into what I think is going to take this week to play well. Uh, and interestingly enough, I got a text from Quinn later that day. Do you mind if we have a players only meeting Tuesday morning before we start? Um, and so, of course, you know, so the fact that, you know, Quinn, that leadership committee wanted to have a players only meeting to make sure that they were reiterating the message about getting refocused on what we need to do this week, I thought was it was a great sign for us. Yeah, nothing negative, nothing negative about it. Probably nothing negative from Quinn. Probably just the fact that let's continue to be on the same page, guys. You know, I mean, it's 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 not because we won and we're we're worried about how we're going to act and how we're going to react in a football game. But what we want to do is we want to react in a positive way through practice this week, not in a silly way. Oh, we beat Alabama. Isn't that great? Here we go. Oh, we're playing Wyoming. We'll take care of that business. No, but in a positive, mature way of, hey, let's just all be on the same page. Man, I mean, that's the right way to go about it. And it sounds like it sounds like their coach very proud of the way they're handling this. Yeah, I am, too. I am too. Oh, yeah. Obviously, we'll see how it goes tomorrow night, but uh, that's the mindset that you want Texas to have. They're saying all the right things this week. Now we'll go see if they can put it into action tomorrow night at DKR. We will have a pregame show from 4.30 to 6.30 tomorrow, live at Covert Bee Cave. A reminder, we'll be at Covert Bee Cave at 11.30 today with free our lunch. friend Casey Studdard. And yeah, free lunch too. Hope to see all of you out there. The Fire the Cannon gals are going to be in attendance. Trey and I will be doing our show out there. The Buck will be out there. Should be a great turnout. Hopefully you will be there as well. And once again, if we get 40 people to show up today, I'll have something pretty special to give away to one lucky fan. So, you know, you show up, but also tell your friends, tell your family, tell whoever to get there as well so you'll have a chance to uh, cash in on a pretty cool prize. Tip for kids in the car line on a Friday. Free lunch. Yeah. Oh. See ya, kids. You're leaving hey, school. Hey, We're kids going. buy cars. Kids buy cars and trucks. Yeah, they do. There you go. Come on. They're about Come to turn now. 16. They'll be 16 at some point. Go get That's them a right. car out at a covert bee cave. Absolutely, you know, man. You know the deal. Hey, before we uh before we leave, a couple of orders of business we need to take care of. Okay. Um 
We need a thousand unit play. Don't we need a Bucky's Gold Star Lock of the Week? You got anything yes, for the people? Do. Yeah, and I'm going to give it to you. It's Kansas State over Missouri. That's right. Sorry, Mizzou. You go to the rest of the dregs of the SEC so far this year before you get to that good conference play. You go down to the Wildcats this weekend. 5,000-unit play. Take K-State. All over it. Thousand. Okay, so you're down 1,000 units. On... Yes, this is a 5,000-unit play. Okay, so we're going to get back up to 4,000 in the green. Oh, it's it's easy enough to take, take the Colorado Buffaloes and what they're going to do to Colorado State. But this will... This may be some kind of game itself. But K-State, I I still think they have the best coach in the Big 12, and I think they get it done over the dregs of the SEC. I'm not quite ready to go SEC, SEC. Down goes Missouri. Take that, BK. Okay. You get to the bank. K-State minus four on the road at Mizzou. Bucky's gold star lock of the week. I can see the phones ringing now. I can see them. Everybody's scrambling to their guy, to their cut. Hey, what do I need? How, what do I? How much can I put on this? Yeah. Can I put the kids? Can I put that first semester or the? Or they're already in school. That second semester tuition. Can I do it? Can I do it? Should I do it? Well, hell yeah, you should do it. <laughs> do it now. They're thinking, how much can I put on Mizzou to fade the buck? No, no, they're not going to fade the buck. Nobody's fading the buck on this one. Mm. Gold star. That's what this is. Gold star play. All right. Hey, we haven't talked a ton of NFL, but the Cowboys and the Jets on Sunday, Dallas, a nine point favorite. Does Zach Wilson make this game interesting or do the Cowboys roll? Cowboys, if if it's staying at the nine, nine, I think Cowboys will win by 10 or more. Mm -hmm. So I I like the Cowboys and Zach Wilson is going to be running for his dear life. You know, I know he was popping his mother's girlfriend or something like that. I, I remember the day when he was trying to date his mom's best friend or whatever. But I'm just saying this. Sorry, Zach. It's not happening this week. This Cowboys defense is chasing that guy all over the field. Plus, they're going probably three-step, five-step, seven-step drop. Let's drop him back. No chance. What do you no mean? chance. What do you mean he's popping his mom's friends? Like little Ray Rice pop kind of thing? No, no. Bang, bang, bang. That's what's going on right there. So Ray Rice only had one, but it was a, I'm not sure what you're talking about here. He's dating his mom's best friend. Oh, oh, that type of, got it. That type of bang popping. Yeah, Ah, yeah. Okay. This is not, this is not going to happen for this young guy. You know, I think, I think the Jets will be okay. I don't know if they're going to the Super Bowl with Zach Wilson, but they're not winning this game against the Dallas Cowboys. That'd be a bad loss for the Cowboys, losing at home to the Jets with Zach Wilson. It'll be a test for Dak, though. Like, the Cowboys' offense didn't have to do anything last weekend. They could have stayed in Dallas because the defense and the special teams were dominant for the Cowboys. Yeah, Jets will bring their defense, too, by the way. Yeah, exactly. Like, the Jets have one of the best defenses in all of football, so it will be a little test for Dak and Tony Pollard and company. Brandon Cooks might not play, too, uh, for the Cowboys. He's dealing with an MCL sprain right now so they might be a little bit shorthanded there uh texans against the colts in h-town a couple of rookie quarterbacks selected in the top five houston a one point favorite in a game that well if you don't root for either of these two teams there's no way you'll be watching who do you like i like the texans okay cj stroud getting his first victory underneath center i think this is his game Uh, the fans will be the fans will understand this is the one they can get 
this is one of the ones they can get because they're not going to get a lot of them this season. But this will be one of the ones I think the fans, I think they'll have a nice crowd out there for the game. And I think I think the Texans win this football game. Okay. Yeah, this is uh, one of the more winnable games the Texans have on their schedule this year. And they obviously don't want to be one of the worst teams in football no. again because they don't have their first-round pick next year. The Arizona Cardinals have that pick. So, uh, yeah, the Texans are tired of losing for a number of different reasons. If they lose this one on Sunday, then, uh, yeah, there's going to be people panicking a lot down there in H-Town if they aren't already. Uh, other NFL games of note. Dolphins-Patriots is your Sunday night football game this weekend. You've got Chargers-Titans. You've got Chiefs-Jags. How about the Ravens-Bengals game, Buck? Baltimore 1-0. They beat Houston last week. Cincinnati looked awful against Cleveland. Uh, the Bengals three-point favorites at home. Feels like the two best teams in the AFC North. You got a pick yeah. there? Well, I, I, I like, I'm like. i not liking Cincinnati to bounce back. I think the Ravens, I think Cincinnati, It's gonna. they're going to they're gonna take a couple losses in division to some teams early in the season and start to gather that momentum after about game four or so. I, I think Joe Burrow's still a little banged up. I, I, I don't think he's as healthy as everybody thinks he is. Well, he certainly wasn't last week throwing the football. And I think that continues. I, I think the Ravens get a win. Wow. In okay. Cincinnati. Wrong team favored. Wrong Cincinnati. team favorite. I like I like the Ravens this weekend. There you go. All right. And finally, the Longhorns. We'll, we'll give another pick during our pregame show tomorrow. Sure. But uh, where are you at right now with this Texas-Wyoming game, Buck? I'm looking at a 21-point win okay. in this game. 17 to 21 points. That's it. I don't think this is a just a whip-ass game where you put 60 on a group and they score 17 or so. I, I think the Cowboys physically can hang with, with Texas. And it, it all depends on what they do with the ball. Can't turn the ball, ball over. you got to win the turnover battle, obviously, at home. And as I said, it's going to be a little slick. We may get some may get some rain on Saturday morning or e- even in the Saturday afternoon. So I think this is going to be a little different from everybody when it comes to ball handling. Communications has been good with the Longhorns, but I don't think this is a, a, where you can just go throttle this group. I, I just I just don't I don't think it is. I think if you win 21, 21, 17 to 21 points, that's a good victory for the Longhorns. Yeah. I'll take the win. I tend to lean with you yes. right now. I don't know if I would take Texas with the points, but I don't think we'll be sweating things too much no. tomorrow night at DKR. A few more shout-outs to a few more sponsors. Altstadt Beer, I'm ready to roll. My fridge is stocked for the weekend. Hopefully yours is too. It's the best beer that you can find all throughout the state of Texas. Got to hang out with uh, one of the Altstadt guys yesterday. Great people in charge of the brewery, but you know, more importantly to you, great beer. That's what they do at Oldstat Beer. Go get you some Oldstat Beer. No impurities, no regrets. Please drink it responsibly. Of course, shout out to Woods Comfort Systems as well. Buck, you've got the Woods Comfort Systems AC yes, unit do. in your place, and you absolutely love it. I do because it keeps me cool in the summer and nice and warm in the winter. And if anything goes wrong, which it very seldom does, I got Dave, I got Travis. They're out here in a jiffy. They're in my home and out of my home, and everything is all fixed up. I'm not making that weekly call to them to come fix something. Once it gets fixed, it stays fixed with Wood Comfort Systems. Yep, woodscomfortsystems.com. Check them out. They are the very best at HVAC and plumbing services as well. And shout out to our friends at Last Stand Hats. We're working on getting some gear for you people. I said it, you people there out you there. Go. Thanks to Last Stand Hats, but you don't have to wait for that. You can go buy some stuff, some really cool stuff, on site right now at laststandhats.com. Buck, I know Rodney and Wags are in the waiting room right now, so I want them to see this. 
one more time. Who has the worst record in the NFL right now? Minnesota! That wasn't necessary, <laughs> President Biden. No, thank you. And Joey Buckets is uh, against you this morning, calling out your 0-2 by Queens. Buck, great stuff. I will see you out at Covert Bee Cave at 1130, my friend. I'll be, I'll be there shortly, my man. Absolutely. And coming on right now, Chaos Theory with Adam Wagner and Rodney Rodriguez. Gentlemen. Book them, boys. Book them, horns. Book them. I shouldn't have shown that damn bird to uh, Bucky because they lost last night, and hopefully they got uh, they got <laughs> something. They can, they can right the ship tonight, man, because the Rays, man, one game behind the Orioles, trailing, breathing down their necks. That damn yeah. Captain Jeter. What? Where's that guy at? Damn Where is that dude? There's that dude Bring right there. Yeah, now we got good luck. There's now we got dude. good luck. Buck. You've seen there too much is. of that guy. He's still around. Bucky, uh, I said yesterday, I said it's going to be Kurt Cousins falling on his ass that, that's going to cost the Vikings. Four lost, fumbled. What in the hell is that, man? That was that group. Kurt Cousins played pretty good last night. Yeah, he looked it wasn't really about good. him. It was about the rest of them not holding on to the football. Mm. Yeah, I mean, that, you know. And uh, you two have not thanked me for the rain yet. I haven't heard any. Hey, Buck, thanks for the rain yet. Either. I actually told my wife that you were the one that bring the that brought the rain. Thank I you. said Bucky was out there in the blue bonnet. Oh, look, the look rain there's man. the book. I knew it was yeah. coming. That's I right, Rodney. You coming, said you knew it was coming. That's right. <laughs> uh, you guys are the best. Excited to listen. Chaos theory. Wags and Rodney, gentlemen, take it away.